for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about the strikes getting an update in Beyond Light, the playlist in the screen. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. If you come to the YouTube channel, you can hit subscribe and the bell button. If you're watching this as a video on YouTube, I do still upload the 10-minute videos, but if you want to see Q&A and VIP, there are timestamp links below. That's just the new way we have to do it. If you'd like to support me directly, you can do that with a join membership by clicking join, or you can go to sntrpresents.com for the Patreon. So, we were hoping to see some updates come to strikes and a couple of weeks ago I made predictions that they would get rid of the selectable nightfall and also the story missions I didn't think they were going to suddenly rejuvenate those especially with the number of things leaving the game it seemed to me that the sensible thing was to strip down this playlist and we are getting information on that happening as well as some other things so I'm going to talk about what they said then I'm going to ask what's the point like have they really established a point of running strikes that's strong enough yet that's kind of been one of my main criticisms and concerns is that as a core playlist activity it's sort of fallen by the wayside and doesn't have good enough purpose there's promising things in here but I still am a little disappointed about what we've heard so far then I want to end by talking about Nightfall and Zavala both Nightfall motivation is it there and are they going to ever put anything more in there and also are they going to do anything with Zavala? We talked yesterday about the vendor armor update, but we don't know anything else if they're going to be doing anything else with Zavala. And I want to talk about things I'd like to see them do with Zavala as well as Shex and the Drifter. So let's just read what they said here. You know, Vanguard Strikes and the Nightfall Ordeal will be the only two playlist options. Um, I'm not tooting my own horn here. I feel like this was obvious. Like there was no need to maintain the three pickable Nightfalls and the game. And, and I didn't see them doing anything with story missions. Now, I'm bummed about that. I think it would have been maybe better to only remove the three selectable Nightfalls and then say, hey, we're going to rejuvenate the daily story mission playlist because a lot of that stuff just never gets touched. Unfortunately, the only reason it was run for the longest time was for a milestone, and we were always looking for the fastest one. We were like, what's the fastest one? And you would just like run through it. You know, you would run three story missions in literally 15 minutes. So I would have loved to have seen it rejuvenated with purpose or loot, but it's understandable why they're not really focused on that. A lot of that stuff's ancient, and a lot of those story missions are now gone, given that, you know, the four planets are leaving. Uh, they say each playlist will continue to offer weekly challenges for powerful loot. So that's a, a tiny nugget of like, oh, we're still going to be leveling with weekly challenges. But above in this TWAB, they did indicate that um, the armor, the vendor armor update, that you would be able to do weekly challenges for high stat rolls. We don't know what that's going to look like. They said that's going to be an update. Maybe that's something that you can go for once you're max level, once you no longer need the powerful drops. That's that's a very small glimmer of hope that maybe they're going to go to slot leveling. Maybe they're going to remove the need for you to continue to get powerful loot once you're max level. I would love for that to be a thing. Once I hit 1050, 1060, whatever, I should no longer need powerful loot. Everything should just be at my level. It'd be great if they did that, and then they could re- invigorate, reevaluate, and and honestly rejuvenate a lot of those activities, it'd be great to see the, hey, you hit max level, the whole game's changing for you now. Uh, The Nightfall, the ordeal, will continue to feature matchmaking at lower difficulties and increase rewards for higher difficulty options. I'll talk about that at the end, how we don't really know what that means and what I hope to see that it does mean. 
And then one of the more encouraging notes here, we're looking to add adept weapons and strikes in a future season. Now, they don't say how, they don't say playlist, they just say strikes sort of generically here. Uh, we'll have updates closer to season 13. My predictions would be that if they're going to add adept weapons, it would likely fall in the ordeal. I don't think they're going to throw adept weapons in the playlist, unless, of course, again, it's something that happens once you're max level. So it's encouraging to see adept weapons coming to strikes. It's layered with some disappointment. It's like, okay, you guys have, this is supposed to be like a big expansion and a turning point, and that's not landing yet. I think maybe the focus on the expansion is probably the new loot, the new content, the new planet. So it maybe makes sense to stagger it to a next season. That'll make season 13 feel a little bit more bolstered. Hey, for 10 bucks, come in and we got new things in strikes now. Instead of just, hey, come in, we have a new seasonal activity. That might be a smart play to kind of kick that can down the road so that we don't actually uh, you know, have access to it in, ex- in the expansion because the expansion focus is probably on the expansion itself. The high stat armor pursuit's also good to see. That's been a consistent complaint from the community. We don't really have a way to pursue high stat armor up until now with the Prophecy Dungeon. Uh, prior to that, there wasn't really a good way to get high stat armor other than Iron Banner. So, what's the point? That's fundamentally the question I'm always going to have about the playlist activities. The Strike playlist, the Crucible playlist, and, and, and Gambit. What is the point? Why am I going to do this every single day? If it's only to level, I think that's not good enough, and eventually that becomes a waste of your time, which is why you know they updated everything to do at least a plus one pinnacle. So for those of us that do hit max level, it still serves some sort of a purpose. But you know, we're seeing a continuation of powerful rewards being you know one of the main drivers is concerning. It's like number one, I think the leveling system right now isn't the best. It certainly is better, but it's still laden with RNG. You can still get really frustrated. Just today and yesterday, I got the worst drops I could get. I got a 1060. It could have hit anything on my armor or my heavy weapon, and I got another kinetic. So it literally did nothing for me. I went through. I did the interference mission. I did all the stuff for contact. I got all the umbrals. I go through all those steps and it hits the wrong slot and it's just that's just frustrating so i'm I'm hopeful that they're making changes to leveling but this doesn't bode all that well seeing that now keep in mind as i said a little bit ago this is coming paired with them saying oh we're also going to upgrade the challenges or update the weekly challenges to allow you to pursue high stat armor maybe that's an indication that you will get to a point where you no longer get or need powerful loot from these playlists um leveling needs to change but also a loot motivator is needed we need a loot motivation like what is my motivation why am i going in to these activities if i'm going to go into a playlist i really need a better reason than just a powerful bump reinvigoration of strikes looks to be there with the you know adept maybe coming probably not to strike playlist though the reinvigoration is also kind of there with high set armor but it's disappointing it's not it's not really uh landing in beyond light and honestly more could be revealed about this but at the present time it's looking like strikes are going to again just kind of become a an unnecessary un unmotivated unreinvigorated i mean luke smith told us they were going to reinvigorate core activities i'm not presently seeing that for strikes Maybe you will hear that when more information about Beyond Light is revealed. Lastly, let's talk about Nightfall and Zavala. It says here that, you know, the ordeal will continue to feature matchmaking for lower difficulties and increase rewards for the higher difficulty options. Higher difficulties need more than just materials. I don't think that's a long-term solution. I don't think going into Grandmaster for just materials is the way to go. Generally, people are doing the Grandmasters as a checklist anyway. They go to the hardest Grandmaster 
they get that checklist for the season and then they're done. I would like to see that change. I think there could be loot motivations that they put in there. Maybe that's what they have planned for adept weapons. Adept weapons can drop in the nightfall ordeal and there's an increase in chance the higher up you go in difficulty. That'd be a pretty easy implementation of that idea. Also, with respect to Zavala, having a seasonal rank with seasonal rewards just seems so easy. You could really craft it, as I've said many, many times, craft it after the obelisk. If you remember Season of Dawn, the the ranks on the obelisk came with benefits on those planets. You know, increased currency drop rate, increased XP, increased that, you know, extra weapon drops and all the things that you got in Sundial. You could do something similar with Zavala. As you rank him up throughout the season, there's perks, benefits, and rewards. Maybe when you get all the way to the end of his rank, there's a cool ship or a sparrow or something. They did that the one season. If you hit rank 50, he had that exotic ship. I think they could bring some of that back. I find it disappointing that they haven't leaned into seasonal ranks because there is a rank there. You can't see it, and they only did it that one time. feels like such a missed opportunity if we're constantly ranking them up and getting rank up packages I don't understand why they haven't invested into something so basic as a couple cosmetic rewards and maybe some perks and benefits in the playlist in the nightfall as a reason to feel like I, I've invested time in Zavala and I'm, and I'm yielding a benefit both in the activities and in the game, but also just seeing tangible rewards like something as simple as a sparrow or a ghost or something. I'm curious what bounties will look like. That's another thing that needs to be addressed here. They don't say anything about bounties because there are strike bounties that you grab from Zavala. Apparently, we're supposed to be able to grab bounties from Orbit, and bounties are going to be taking a bit of a backseat in priority and you know not being center stage, but we still don't know exactly what the execution of bounties is going to be. Not adding a lot of strikes. I mean, I didn't expect there to be this huge focus. Uh, I didn't expect there to be a huge focus here with respect to, oh man, you know, the, we, we need so much done to the strike playlist. They're only adding a strike on Europa, and then they're adding that strike to... Um, they're adding the strike that, uh, that's a returning strike. So it would still be, I think, good to have ry- rhythmic relevancy in playlist activities. If they're going to be bringing back you know, strikes from the DCV, I think every season, having that seasonal rank, having a couple of things updated, a couple of cool things going on, um, I think would be good. That rhythmic relevancy of you know every couple of months, there's a reason to kind of throw yourself back in. Again, if the only real reason to run strikes is either power from the playlist or materials from the Nightfall, that feels pretty bland. Again, that doesn't feel like a reinvigoration of a core playlist. I really want to see that in Beyond Light and Year 4. As always, we're going to transition to Q&A and then VIP call-ins. The links to those timestamps should be below both on the past broadcast as well as on the 10 minute video as always if you enjoy this content please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my discussion about the Beyond Light Strikes update. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. That'll bring us to the YouTube channel. And you can hit subscribe and the bell button. We are putting the VIP call-in sessions and Q&A sessions just in the past broadcast and the timestamps bring you here from the 10 minute video we were just kind of overwhelming the channel with videos and so I had to scale that back if you want to support me directly you can click the join button or you can go to sntrpresents.com and support me through patreon so darksider with the first question says with Bungie removing the the heroic story missions do you think that Bungie will now allow us to replay story missions or campaigns 
I mean, it's possible this is related. They could do, because I know they're wanting to do the, you know, Guardian Origins experience or whatever on the Cosmodrome for new players. And so they could have streamlined all of that. And maybe they'll give you the option as a veteran player to be like, you know what? I'll play whatever this new campaign experience is. So much of the campaign is gone, though, because you know what 70 60 percent of the red war locations are now gone uh well maybe not red war i'm sorry uh, a portion of the red war locations are gone with io and titan and then mercury and mars would be you know dlc um i i don't know it's it's one of those it's one of those questions of what's the priority for bungie with respect to story missions and campaign are they going to super, super simplify it for, for new players and not really do anything for us? They may decide to do that because they might know, man, you know, listen, experienced players, they're not going to do anything with this stuff. They're not going to, they're not going to, the, the number, the number of experienced veteran players that are actually going to dive back into a restructured storyline or campaign experience would be probably too low for them to prioritize it and do it. Um, I'm not saying that I wouldn't enjoy it. I mean, every once in a while, it's fun just to kind of go through campaigns and stuff. But I don't know. I feel like we did that for the one solstice, and it got old really, really quickly. It just got old really, really quickly. I was like, I don't care about any of this. The only way I would care about it and would want to see them do it is if there was loot attached. Uh, There would have to be loot attached. And I don't think solstice armor is a good enough reason. It's more decorative than anything. I would love to see a campaign where maybe some of the campaign drops, some of the guns from the campaign drops, you know, are, are in there and they've been rejuvenated and they got some cool stuff on them. You know, some maybe some possible good perk rolls. And then also, not just good perk rolls, maybe uh, ornamentation that you could pursue or something. The, the, the challenge, I think, is always going to be with Bungie is running into that lots of stuff to do, no reason to do it problem. I mean, too often, I think players ask for experiences that would have no loot motivation attached to it, and then they would be the same players that would turn around and complain and say, yeah, there's no reason to do that. It's a freaking waste of time, you know, because this this many years into the franchise, how many lifer players, week, weekly players, daily players are going to say, man, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to playing through the campaign again or story missions again for literally no reason. Um, so this, this is not me saying, no, don't do anything with it. This is me saying they have to avoid that problem. I think that's a pitfall is you end up with a giant director full of activities and adventures and story missions and all this stuff with zero reason to, to do it. So it gets bad interaction, it gets low engagement numbers, and then you end up people, you know, making that criticism that, yep, the game is an Olympic-sized kiddie pool. There's a, th- you know, there's a thousand things to do, and there's almost no reason to go do them. Um, this is why I'm asking, I would love to replay the campaigns. I, I, I guarantee you there are people like you, Darksider, that would be like, oh, it'd be so fun just to replay story missions and campaigns. I'd really, really enjoy that. And they'd they'd listen to all the dialogue. I worry that your that audience is not big enough, you know, and and the amount of work it would take Bungie, you know, to do it wouldn't justify 
it wouldn't it wouldn't justify the time you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna take people off of other projects or other potential content creation or loops or 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 new guns or whatever and you're gonna throw them on a a restructuring of a of a campaign replay i mean i've always thought there could be a really really good sort of hey you're at max level replay through the campaign and get a bunch of like journeyman gear so journeyman gear would be gear like gun and guns and armor that you got during the campaign but now it would look a little bit cooler and maybe have some cooler stuff to it sort of ornamentation sort of a celebration of the fact that like you went back through and played everything like maybe in a harder difficulty or something i've always thought that'd be cool because you could have ornaments you could have shaders and things like that that only people that really really care about going back and replaying all that at a harder difficulty you know also you know we've talked about world tiers that would be a similar idea right you can always go back and replay it and up the difficulty and get stuff um that's something I'm doing in Minecraft Dungeons with my son. You know, we, we go back and we replay a mission in an area on adventure mode or we do a daily trial or something. And we are, we've got weird modifiers. We've got cool loot dropping. We've got cool things going on. And, um, you know, the make it at a harder difficulty level. Even if you did that, though, Sinister, that's not a good enough reason. I need an actual incentive. This whole like, oh, but what if I just enjoy it? Come on, you know that's not a good enough reason. That isn't. You need a lot stronger reason than just, oh, it's for the fun of it. Like, I, no, this is a loot-based game. There's got to be loot attached to any any sort of content loop that I'm going to spend a, a portion of my day on. There's got to be some semblance of an incentive. That's why I said, what are they doing to strikes? What are they doing in Crucible? Where's is there going to be a loot update or a loot incentive, or is it all homogenized, where anything can drop anywhere? So there's no real difference between. Then the only difference between Crucible Strike and Gambit is the time it takes for you to complete it. Look at what happened with Umbrals, right? Umbrals dropped everywhere. At, you know, at similar intervals, and so did the currency. So what did people do? Well, if all things are equal, I'm going to go wherever the content is completed the fastest. The lowest difficulty nightmare hunts. That's what people did. They were like, oh, well, everything's equal. There was no specific reason to run nightmare hunts anymore. It wasn't a reinvigorated piece of content. People went there because it was literally the fastest turnover rate of umbrals. And they'll do the same thing with Strikes, Crucible, and Gambit. If they're all basically the same, and they're all pulling from the same loot pool, and the same guns can drop, generally, if you set your sights on something, you're just going to go wherever it's the fastest. You're going to go probably to the strike playlist, and then run past all the enemies, you know? Excuse me. Darksider with another question. With adept weapons plan for strikes what difficulty would you assign them grandmasters only unlock in the middle of the season wasting good 1.5 months of the lifespan with sun setting master uh would become cakewalk in later parts of the season and need a lot of pre-grind while trials adept would be available from week one i think the best choice here is to put adept weapons in the nightfall ordeal and then drop rates just increase as you go up give it the same thing that you know exotic drops right now give it that same treatment so yeah it takes a while for grandmasters to land but you can still get them and then that would be a reason to maybe go up in difficulty and put up with that because you're gonna get like maybe like a guaranteed drop or something um it always comes down to time you're going to divide it. You're going to say, okay, how long does it take us to do a Grandmaster? And then how long does it take us to, a, to do a Master? 
you're likely going to be able to do masters way, way faster, especially later in the season once you're higher in level. Which means you're likely going to go there because you're just going to be able to complete it quicker. If it takes you two to three times as long to complete the Grand Master, it doesn't matter if it's guaranteed. It's more painful, it's more slow, and th- you, you can get a similar drop rate by burning through lower difficulties at a faster pace. So this is always something Bungie has to consider when they do reward structure in conjunction with the difficulty spectrum. No one's doing Grand Masters right now for exotics. I wouldn't think so. You're going to go either Master or below. A lot of people probably just gravitate to Master um, because it's just they don't have to worry about contest they don't have to worry about extinct i don't think extinguishes on master they have to worry about any of that stuff they can just go through play get and get and get a healthy drop rate completely disagree adept weapons need to be locked into grandmasters no i don't think that's the right way to do it because there's so many difficulty layers to grandmaster right now there's a 1050 and then there's a 1080 i mean there's so many there's so many uh, stages to go up. I think it's fine to have them dropping, but make them drop significantly greater, you know, in Grandmasters. Because um, the way I look at it, there's Strikes, and then there's Nightfall, the Ordeal. I feel like there's a significant separation there. And as long as you're willing to go in and run a Nightfall Ordeal, um, I think it needs to drop there. That You always, 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 you always run the risk of invalidating other content if you don't handle this properly. Okay? If I can only get Adept Weapons in Nightfall, the Ordeal, then the lower echelons of the Nightfall Ordeal, I'm sorry, Nightfall Ordeal Grandmaster. If it only drops in Grandmaster, then the rest of the difficulty layers of, of Nightfall Ordeal don't matter. You, you, just, you just completely invalidated difficulty spectrum. There's literally like, okay, well then these are all now pointless. The only reason to run these is for currency. I, I don't think currency and materials is a good enough reason to run to run nightfall ordeal you know it's it's one of those things where if you're going to set this up it needs to be on a spectrum of delivery you know i i don't think i don't think it's we want to compare it to trials and to say if they're in master that'd be insanely easy well you you're jumping to a conclusion we don't know what the drop rate would be you're presuming that I'd be able to just run master and be just buried, buried in the weapons. We need a good reason to run grandmaster. If the drop rate is just pr- practically guaranteed, um, it's not going to be grindable. Again, you can add other incentives. You got to think if I go run a grandmaster and the adept weapon drop is guaranteed for that week, and I get good exotic drop rates, and I get really good currency, I'm ending a grandmaster and I'm just I have a treasure trove of rewards. If I go down to the difficulty below grandmaster and I have a chance, a, like a lower drop rate of the of the adept and then lower chances of exotics, and then lower chances of golf balls. Like, that just works. That's logical. Um, that's logical. I think this idea that we should hide an adept weapon in a Grandmaster, it just doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, Grandmasters are harder and slower sometimes than just a raid. I, I think Grandmasters in general are, are need to be completely redesigned with respect to how they make them actually difficult. Um... Which is part of the reason why I think the suggestion to put adepts in there is terrible because there, there needs to be, if you're going to have a spectrum of reward attached to spectrum of difficulty, as they say right here, the ordeal will continue to feature matchmaking at lower difficulties and increase rewards for higher difficulty options. I think they need a ma- I think they need to continue, they need to continue uh, to line that up. 
you know it's the equivalent of flawless trials well but the difference there though is is that I can still get the guns in trials without going flawless you're basically saying no this is literally only achievable here it only drops here which invalidates the lower echelon of difficulties so if you go into trials you want people in those lower game games on the card you want people to be playing games one through three one through four whatever and feeling like they're getting something for their time same rules apply to nightfall the ordeal you want people going in and saying what's the mo- what's the loot motivator there is materials and adept weapons and your chances and the quantity of those things goes up the higher you go up in difficulty so if you made different versions of the weapons maybe right because in in trials there's adept and then there's non-adept so we don't know are they going to bring adept weapons will there be non-adept versions in there if that's the case then i suppose you could put the non-adept versions in match made have a really really low drop rate for the adept versions in in master and then have like a guaranteed drop rate in grandmaster um i i don't know i i just part of me feels that we get too territorial i think it's good to have echelons of content and then hierarchy of gear that lands on those but we don't want to be bringing down the portcullis to be like nope you can never get this unless you go grandmaster because grandmasters are just they're so so out of reach and not enjoyable they're not designed well i would really want to see grandmasters go through a complete redesign if you're going to put adept weapons only in there that'd be that'd be the concern that i have especially considering right now I can run Garden of Salvation three times and get way more loot than I'm than I would get if I dedicated the same amount of time to grinding some grandmasters. I, I have more fun. It's more enjoyable. It goes smoother. So that would be my bigger concern as well. Is it would be kind of convoluted to act like well you, know, you can go run a raid and get raid gear. Raid gear should be at an adept level, I would think. But then when you go run Nightfall ordeals, it's like nope, only grandmaster. You don't think it should be guaranteed? Oh no! I think I think the adept weapon should drop guaranteed in Grandmaster, guaranteed, and then a low, uh, and then a low drop rate at Master, and then you can't get them in in the, in the match made. So you at least have to go up to the uh, to the non match made versions. So Nagi, could Bungie introduce more beginner friendly champions that maybe not even require a specific mod? They could add more dynamics into the old strikes without having to change the strike and making them a pain to deal with. I mean, I don't know. At this point, I think champions have a purpose, but I don't think their purpose should stretch down into strikes. And because, okay, here's how I'm going to phrase this. I think champions are great for adding depth and layers to content so that Bungie doesn't need to rely purely on Delta and Pain. That's why I think grandmasters are boring. I think just cranking up the delta and adding 15, you know, 20 something negative modifiers, I think that's boring. I think having layers to the combat, layers to the enemies with champions is more interesting because those are mitigatable pain points with my loadout. You go into one grandmaster and you're like this one's not so bad. You go into another one where the enemies are close and there's nowhere to go and it's atrocious. Like you go into the corrupted, that nightfall grandmaster is worlds different than the others. 
because of some of the room sizes, were never originally designed with the damage thresholds they're having the enemies output. When they designed these strikes, they did not design them with Grandmaster in mind. That's why it's bad content. It's terrible design philosophy. So, I don't think when I look at strikes, that's where I want to see depth of combat. Strikes are meant to be meat and potatoes. You just come in, you do it, you melt the boss, you do it again. You melt the boss, you do it again. And then you have like an interval... You have like an interval of drops and an interval of rewards. So, I I mean, champions in the seasonal public event uh, don't need mods to take them out. I got news for you. If people were not running around with a guillotine, nobody would have that attitude about contact public event. You, you wouldn't. No. It, th- there is literally no way people be like, no, it's fine to have unstoppable anti-barrier and overload champions in contact public event. No, it's totally fine. They die really easily. No, they don't. They're only dying easily because you and every other person in the public space is just guillotining the crap out of them. I have never run contact public event and not had that be the case. I just hear it all over the place. Jink, 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 jink. Everybody's just running guillotine. If guillotine didn't exist, everybody's attitude about champions in the public space would be 100% different. You would not think the way that you do. There's just no way. It's awful. It was like that in Sundial. You would go into Sundial, you would go to the Hammer of Dawn fight where you had that like beam of light come down to the guy, and if nobody was running unstoppable, that one guy would come out and he would be so, so annoying be super annoying I don't think champions belong in entry point content they don't they don't make any sense there champions should be utilized as a deepening of combat as a, a, a layer right a layer of combat that enables you to go in and know all right I know that there's going to be some things in this area, some fights, some things I got to do. I got to outfit myself to mitigate that pain. And I got, and I have to, I have to uh, have combat awareness and combat decisions to take care of these things. Right now, that's not what Grandmaster is. 90% of the time, a team is going in and completing a Grandmaster. They're just sitting back in a well of radiance and slowly chiseling everything down, hoping they don't get one shot by something from a mile away, some Hail Mary grenade or, or you know, the, the fire grenade, you know, those knights throw. It's just, it, there's, I think there's a lot better uh, way to set up and deepen the endgame experience. Um, because I listen, I know people get like prideful and get like a sense of accomplishment and they want to defend grandmasters. You have to see you're defending totally slapped together, punt, thoughtless content. They've done nothing to make those interesting, unique, or or well designed and balanced. They're you're defending bad content. I get it. You've done it. You think I should do it because I can't criticize it if I don't do it. You're letting them get away with badly designed content. You should be asking for a significantly better endgame than Grandmaster. It isn't good. It was an experiment. They threw some things in to see how it would go. It was like a it was like an 11th hour idea. Nobody has anything aspirational to do. Let's add some triumphs and some titles and just some absurdly difficult content and let's just see what happens. It's not even meant to be grindable exactly. Like, I've had so many people tell me that. They're like, Grandmasters aren't meant to be grinded. So why would you want to put adept weapons in there? 
if I'm not supposed to grind a Grandmaster, you're going to put an adept weapon in there, so now I got to grind content that doesn't feel like it's meant to be grinded. It's literally meant to check the box, get the title, move on. I mean, even Bungie said in their TWAB about Grandmasters, it's not about the reward, it's about the completion, getting it completed, and that's basically what you're meant to do with the Grandmaster. Um, I, so you you want to put adept weapons in there and leave them as they are? Ask for something better. I'll give you another example. Right now, you could defend any of the raids as being something that you enjoy. You think Garden's fun or Scourge is fun or whatever the frick. But that doesn't mean you can't criticize those as lacking in quality. Loot's not that good. The the grind logistics sucks. Locking me out every three weeks is terrible. Uh, you know, a lot of the fights don't allow anybody to have a hero moment or a specialized role like you can enjoy garden of salvation while criticizing the lack of difficulty spectrum the rewards not being that great so even though you've been doing grandmasters since they've been added and you think they're great and fine take off your your bias cap and think as a player don't you want better end game content don't you want something that's better more more thoughtful and 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 better designed remove Grandmaster? No, you're putting words in my mouth. I never said that. Again, you guys that defend Grandmaster, you 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 get emotional about it and you don't hear what I'm saying. You should be asking for better content. They should be completely retooled. I've argued for a total retooling of Grandmasters for the longest time. Lean into positive modifiers that make you promote, you know, seasonal builds and seasonal mods while also having pain. You should be able to go into a Grandmaster and say, "These guys are insanely strong, but so am I." If I lean into the right builds and the right modifiers and the right things I can go in here and be pretty strong as well that's not I'm telling you you're settling for garbage content it is not good in the in the in the history of destiny of all the end game content they've designed it's got to be the most regressive most non-progressed content I've ever seen and people defend it as if it's amazing um I I don't know I <laughs> It's, it's, it's like when they launched Nightfalls in vanilla and the timer, everybody hated the timer, getting kicked to orbit from the timer. I feel like we're going back in time and we're reinstituting pain points that the community has largely said they think are terrible. It just isn't good. You can't take a strike that was designed five years ago, slap 18 modifiers on it in a crazy delta and be like, yeah, it should be fine. It doesn't work right. It's like that was never designed for that in the first place. I don't want to. I don't want to belabor the point. You guys know what I think of Grandmasters. If you're a fan of Grandmasters, fine. But as a player, I think you should ask for better. Agent Atwood, in the game, the daily heroic story missions are still in the game. Do you believe that they could use this mode for vaulted story content? If so, how would you like to see it updated? Also, I hate how we can use some of the old Crucible maps from vaulted planets, but not strikes. Well, I mean, I'm not really concerned. I'm not really concerned about that. I'm not concerned about like, you know, we're 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 losing strikes, but we're not losing some of the crucible maps. I, that's I don't think that's like super concerning. Um, I would say, I would say that using the story mode playlist for vaulted content again, I don't see the point in doing that if there's no loot incentive attached to it. To go through the process of taking vaulted content, curating it, putting it into a playlist, and making it a thing you can go do. Why? What's the point? 
you know there's got to be loot motivations behind what we're doing in this game it just that just it doesn't make sense to take all that time to do all that and then a super small portion of the community cares about that running through vaulted story mission content for the fun of it that's just it's not going to be high demand i don't i don't think there's going to be high demand for it grandmasters aren't end game content their content for streamers as bungie said well they actually never said that i think we're injecting maybe a little too much narrative into the fact that they would be watchable i, I don't I don't think that was mainly what they were saying. It's like, we're making this for streamers. That's not what they said. They said it was a way to give us aspir- you know, an aspirational goal, something to go and do that was you know, going to be really, really difficult. Um, look, look at the span of Destiny 2's life. Look at the span of it. Look at the total and utter endgame vacancy of actual good rewards for endgame content. I want you just to look at it. Will you just look at it? Look at all of the raids and the dungeons. Look at everything. Okay? And then act like Grandmasters is a good answer to the absence of aspirational content. You're settling for garbage, man. We have had almost nothing We've had nothing in the end game, and you're and we can't settle for Grandmaster. If you settle for Grandmaster, you're like what? I I don't expect Year Four to be any better than for aspirational content and aspirational loot pursuit. If Bungie thinks Grandmaster is the pinnacle of end game, you know, end game content for folks to go and play, checking off a weekly pain box to get a title—that's just not. I don't know. Just because they said it was meant to be watchable does not mean they made it for streamers. I don't agree with that. I think that's a, that's a non sequitur. That it does not follow logically to be like, well, they said it'll be watchable, so the only reason they did this was for streamers. I, that's just too rigid. It, it, plenty of people. I mean, come on. The, the the amount of people that grind it and do it and get the title, most of them aren't streamers. Most streamers don't do it. Most streamers don't want to suffer through it. I. I don't know. There aren't enough. St- there aren't enough streamers. You know what I'm saying? There's only there's only a couple hundred. What do you do? I mean, what are they? They're not. Ma- they didn't make it for streamers. I don't agree with that. They just said it would be watchable, as in like it's not going to be so painful and so awful and terrible that you don't even want to watch somebody do it. That's how I took it. I mean, to be fair, I I think it is awful watching people do it. I mean, people enjoy a streamer going through pain, but they're not enjoying the actual content. <laughs> MG Avenger. As we look at it now, the Vanguard playlist has been gutted. Do you think this could lead to more opportunities to add more content to these playlists that is under the Vanguard scope as a whole? I.e. raids or strike variations outside the normal content loops. Yeah, I honestly don't know if that's their plan, Avenger. It it seems like they're wanting to trim it down. They're trimming down Crucible, they're trimming down Gambit, and they're trimming down the strike playlist. So to me, it seems like it's one giant theme of we got to trim some of this down. It's it. If you go to Zavala, Shax, or the Drifter, let's trim down what they offer as far as activities to just to simplify it to funnel more players together. And maybe that's because they have loot ideas and and, and loot incentives that they're going to implement, like as we've already discussed, adept weapons for strikes. You know, if the biggest problem if like if that's their version of loot incentive for strikes. Well then, what's Crucible get? Because Crucible is going to have adept weapons and trials, but like, what uh, what does generic day to day Crucible get? What what is it? An armor set? Do you see the problem with that? It's like you need more than that. So, 
I would hope that since they're trimming down the activities, they could then funnel and focus the rewards as well. Instead of it being like, well, we have daily story, we have strikes, we have ordeal, we have three nightfalls to choose from. It's kind of hard to put a targeted farm in that. It's too many options. Oh, if we just have strike playlist in the ordeal, that's easy. Yeah, we can put a grindable, you know, grindable drops in the in the in the playlist because that's something that you stay in and do all day. And then we can put a currency exotic drop rate as well as a weapon drop rate of adept or something in the ordeal. Like it's easier to focus the rewards when you have less things in there. If you've got eighteen different things to choose from to do. It's hard for Bungie to say, yeah, here's your loot incentive. Look what they did to Umbrals. You could get Umbrals anywhere. So there's 18 places to get Umbrals. Everybody's going to focus on the one place that turns them over the fastest. And so they've got to think about that. It, and I think this is the perfect time to do it. If you're gonna if you're gonna strip the game down and trim and trim the fat and come down to like these are the core things that you can do you can come and play these things that's when you can get into the the, the areas of loot specific to the playlist or daily targeted farms like they do in uh, division I think I think that's how you get there it's I don't think you get there by having eight like this is again a little bit ago I said you got to avoid the there's a thousand things to do and no reason to do them so if if for the last couple of years you have been one of the people that have said that I'm not talking to Avengers specifically I'm talking to the gaming to the destiny community okay if if for the past year to you know two years you've consistently said there's tons to do and no reason to do it then you can't turn around and be like, oh man, I can't believe they're trimming down how much there is to do in the game. Wait, no, hang on a second. You just said there's so much to do and no reason to do it. Isn't part of the problem then a quantitative issue? There's way too much going on. Trim it down. Here's your new planet, your new activity, your new raid, new dungeons. One gambit mode, less crucible ma- options, less options from Vanguard, trim all that down and start to dump incentives in those pockets, in those, in those categories. Because inevitably what would happen if they didn't do that, people would be like, well, it's great you added a reason to run Nightfall Ordeal. You've deepened that loot incentive. That's good. You've added some good things to the strike playlist. But what about story missions? And what about the three, what about the three Nightfalls? Do you understand the point that I'm making? Like, if they leave the quantitative problem there and they start to invest in particular activities and they start to go in and say, here are the areas we're putting new incentives, it would undoubtedly lead to people saying, but what about this over here? I love this or what? This isn't getting any love. It's easier to focus their efforts of quality updates if they they strip down the game from a quantitative uh, perspective. This is why I hope they're not done talking about this play, this this menu. I really hope they're not talking about this because if I gotta wait until we're close to season thirteen to hear about adept weapons, and we spend an entire now again, this could be because in in Beyond Light they'd rather have you focusing on Europa and whatever the seasonal content is, and then in season thirteen they're like, hey, this is a this is a great way to bolster uh, season thirteen. We can add adept weapons to strikes. We'll get more capital out of it if it lands in a season than if it lands in an expansion. If it lands in an expansion, it'll get kind of ignored because more people will be focusing on Europa and the new stuff. We can bolster this later. 
that could be essentially what adept weapons are in Luke Smith's mind as director like okay here's what we can do let's slam this in here as a a reinvigoration effect for season 13 it wouldn't be as potent if it landed with Beyond Light because we're not really going to be focusing on the strike playlist in Beyond Light we're going to be focusing on the campaign Europa our new stasis abilities the new loot pools the new raid the new dungeon you see like it wouldn't get enough attention so I, I guess I'm okay with with saying oh we gotta wait you know Oh, we gotta wait. We gotta wait for this, you know, to, to actually happen because it could end up making season thirteen feel more substantive. Because like, oh, there's a secondary grind now that I can do outside of whatever the new seasonal grind is. I can go and grind strikes or the you know nightfalls for adept weapons. Um, so, whenever I look at the game, I ask two questions: What is there to do, and why should I bother doing it? So what is there to do? Oh, we got Sundial. Sundial. Well, why should I bother doing it? Oh, there's a bunch of new weapons in there. Okay, cool. And then I go and do it. Why should I bother grinding strikes right now? Well, you get marginal power bumps. Okay, is that it? Why should I grind Grandmaster Nightfalls? Uh, For currency or for a title. That's not good enough for me. I'll, I'll drop it down a little bit. Well, what else can I get? Currency and a decent exotic drop rate. Okay, that's that's good for a while, but then that loses its luster too. And that's okay, by the way. It's okay for activities to lose their motivation after a while. You just kind of get to a point where you either don't need the currency or you get the drops that you want and you move on. This is true of any activity. But the point is, stripping the game down like this, or is he saying gutting it, taking pieces out, I think will significantly help them focus their quality updates. If they're going to update quality and reinvigorate something, I think that's easier to do when you strip out things that you don't need. Do you remember in the movie Italian Job and they're taking everything out of the Mini Coopers that are not needed because they want to get their weight down so that they're they're faster? They're ripping out all this useless stuff. Similar idea, right? Rip out all this useless stuff. Who in the frick is even messing with the daily story mission playlist? And then the three stri- and then the three nightfalls. The only real reason we liked that was for either bounties or if you managed to not have you know a, a, a strike specific drop yet. So they're gutting things that people aren't engaging with. Having two gambits that doesn't make any sense. Bring that down to one. Having nine hoppers in crucible. Trim that down to six or seven. You know, trim it down. Focus the player base. Next question from Necro. What do you think about having your bounties listed during a strike and other activities instead of picking them up? We could have a cleaner, we could use a cleaner UI and it would make the strike bounty experience more seamless. Well, see, now you're talking about going back to uh, year one where they had the challenges and you had to pull your ghost out to see them. I don't, I don't think this is bad, but I'm wondering if it would be a cleaner UI. How many bounties can you take into an activity? What, what is it? It's two weeklies, five dailies, and then five repeatables? So it's what, 12? I, now, now they're, they're reevaluating bounties, so maybe they do need to trim down in quantity, so there's not a ton of them. There's a handful of them. And then it's in a different menu, or you pull your ghost out. And there they are, as, as, as they did in, in vanilla. In vanilla Destiny 2, it was called a challenge. So we've kind of come full circle because now challenges are what used to be milestones and bounties are what used to be challenges. And if you if you're tracking with me, I'm uh, you know I'm impressed. Good for you. <laughs> it gets kind of confusing. So oh, it's four daily. Sorry. 
you get the picture though like that's a lot you know that's 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 a lot of bounties that would suddenly if they get rid of weeklies dailies repeatables and they strip them down into something else then i imagine they would need to explain why they're doing that because i think the, the the immediate instinct from the player base would be what oh you're taking our bright dust away yeah yeah, your, your weeklies and your repeatables were a great opportunity to, to always have a good trickle of bright dust. And here comes Bungie, greedy Bungie, taking away our bright dust. You know, they, they got to be careful with that because they've established a standard. Daily, weekly, repeatable. And then if there's a if there's an event going on, Festival of the Lost, Dawning, Dawning, etc. Dawning. <laughs> Can't wait for Dawning, man. Dawning's amazing. Like, I... They have those already set up to be an extra injection of bright dust when they happen. Whether it's Festival of the Lost or the Dawning, there's oh, there's more bright dust now because they have more, you know, more Eververse items during that time, and they try to empower you to buy some of them, not all of them. Uh, people, they got to be careful with that. Repeatables are useless once season passes max, though. Just XP glimmer. I thought you got bright dust from repeatables, like a small amount. Is it weeklies? As weeklies and repeatables, right? I thought weeklies and repeatables were bright dust, or is that only weekly repeatables when it's a seasonal deal? When it's a seasonal, I'm sorry, uh, an event NPC. I thought weeklies and repeatables offered them. Um, in any case, in any case, I'm curious how they're going to update that because apparently they're supposed to put like bounties in a bounty board, uh, so you don't have to go to the tower. Um, I'm wondering what that's going to look like as far as. Will there ever be a reason to go to the tower? You know, I guess for package updates or whatever. Um, you get 10. Yeah, I thought you got a small amount. It's not listed unless it's hidden. 10 from repeatables. Yeah, you do. It's not listed, but you do. Yeah, you get them from repeatables. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you can really, you can, you do all your weeklies and all your repeatables on all your characters. It's not a bad injection of bright dust every week. If you really, really are diligent to get your bounties done on all three characters, this idea that like, oh, I can't get anything in the Eververse. I mean, I regularly have plenty of Bright Dust for what I need. Oh, that's cool. Bam, buy it. I did that just yesterday. I bought the Outbreak outbreak Ornament because I've got, you know, 10,000 something Bright Dust, I think. So... All right, next question from Ericor. Do you think that they could bring back the point system and more fun modifiers like the D1 Strike playlist? It could be fun to the playlist to make them less mindless. Now, see, I didn't get down here in the minutia, but I will because I love this because I, I agree with you. I was flying up here. A, a seasonal rank was a Vala and a loot incentive. You got to have that, right? You want to get down on the specifics about design? Yes. Strikes need I think to maybe needs too strong of a word but I do it does seem to stand to reason if I'm going to go into a strike I should be motivated to kill everything instead of run past 70% of the enemies so yes whatever loot incentive you put into the strike playlist it should be directly related to a point system that comes from killing the enemies the idea that strikes are all about run past everything, melt the boss, get it over with. I, I think they can redeem it from that and say, no, 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 no. Here's a system of motivation and incentive. There were a handful of us that have said this over the years that strikes don't really function as content where you're motivated to do anything other than run past everything. So, yes, 
I agree with you because it's all it's all has the same identity, doesn't it? Strikes have like a unified identity of it just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Run past everything, melt the boss. Why? I only got to do this three times and I get a powerful and then I'm done for the week. Well, that's not con. That's not a good content loop. What? What are you talking about? As much as I don't like the contact public event, what is good about the contact public event? You have to kill everything. Kill bank. Kill bank. The taken are here. Kill them so we can go back to killing and banking. <laughs> you see? You know what I'm saying? It's like that I don't like the contact public event that much. I think it's a bit of a meat grinder. I think it's a bit of a meat grinder. However, however, I like the fact that I I am motivated to 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 take everything out, you know? And I think strikes could be uh doing a similar thing. The point system uh probably has some merit here to bring back. Uh a point system with increased rewards based on the score with no time penalty. Now, let's talk about potential uh pitfalls to a point system for the strike playlist. When you get match made with a bunch of dum-dums uh, that keep running past everything and dragging you forward and they short-circuit your score. That obviously would be a potential pitfall. I don't think that's a reason to not do a point system with a reward structure in accordance to it. Obviously, if you really want to go for the best points and the best drops, you'd, you'd team up with some people. And if you have a really good run with some guys, you'd send messages to them like, hey, that was a great run. You guys want to team up. Bungie could probably afford to add some UI elements to make that easier. It's not bad right now, but some of the social aspects could be have have some of those wheels greased a little bit. But I do think that that would be one potential pitfall, but I don't think it's a big enough pitfall to avoid it altogether. Strike scoring with a loot incentive attached, I think is great. And it would make strikes feel fresh again, especially if you start to lean into positive modifiers again. I think we need more positive modifiers. I think we need more modifiers in general. It's more exciting. It feels different. It feels fresh to run in with a completely different loadout and build from the last week. And then you're trying to use that to efficiently rack up your score and and be rewarded accordingly. Rain the dark. Do you think that strikes, specifically ordeals, should always have the double drop rate? Since you can't target farm the exotics, I think it would even things out so you can stat farm. Here's a dilemma with your suggestion that most people are going to immediately agree with. Okay? I could get a lot of people to vote for you. You know? Vote for Rain the Dark. He's going to bring double drops to, to Nightfall the Ordeal every week instead of every once in a while. And everybody's like, yay! Okay? So I, I can get a lot of people to agree with you. But let me press pause and say why that might not be the best decision. I think when you do something like this periodically, sporadically, or rhythmically, it has more potency and more power because it's not just always the same thing. It's like this all the time. You can kind of ignore it. This is why I think it would be good to have different activities that get this treatment on a rotator. So this week, Nightfall the Ordeal is getting double drop rates on exotics. And then the next week, do it in the dungeon. And then the next week, do it in the raid. And then the next week, do it in trials. So periodically, you're motivated. You don't have to, but you're motivated if you want to take advantage of the bigger drop rates to go farm some activity that maybe you've been ignoring or haven't been paying much attention to. I think it has more potency if it rotates rather than it being literally all the time. It's, it's like... 
it's like when you go into a video game like Call of Duty where your controller is vibrating the whole time, it's constant bullets, it's constant explosions, and you don't really feel the intensity because it's always intense. You feel intensity more in games where you're sneaking, you're hiding, and then suddenly there's a crazy firefight. Well, the intensity shift there is is felt in a, in a stronger way because there's dynamics to the experience. There's highs and lows. A once a month, two times modifier would keep things fresh without bogging things down. And again, I don't think you realize this, but if it was always a two times modifier, eventually that becomes normative to you. You become inoculated to it and it's less impactful and less meaningful. And you would probably just go back to ignoring nightfalls again. Does that make sense? This is true in so many places and in so many parts of your life. Like you just, you get accustomed to it. You just get inoculated to it. And you're like, yeah, it's just always like that. Why? I don't feel like running nightfalls this week. I'll do it next week. Yeah, the, 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 the double, the double drop things there all the time, you know. So it sounds so good, but it's it's a, it's it's a dangerous thing to do to set as a standard because it ends up it ends up having less potency in the long term. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll give you another example. It's like the first time you hear a really really good song, like this song is just incredible. I'll never get sick of this song. But if you listen to it every day and you keep cranking that song, eventually you're like, I'm sick of this song. But you know as well as I do, if you've got a song you really, really like and you go a couple weeks or a month without listening to that song, it hits a lot harder. You're like, oh, this is so good. This is such a good song. You know? I think that's another example I would give about it it losing its potency if if it becomes normative. You know? Yeah, like click, click, boom. (laughs) <laughs> I disagree because for people who aren't Destiny Rich, Nightfalls are super unrewarding. Um, I, I'm not going to disagree with you on the principle that I think Nightfalls need more loot incentive, but I'm also going to push back a little bit and say, dude, I remember, grind, I remember grinding non-grandmasters and getting a ton of stuff. <laughs> I was getting a ton of stuff. And that, was, that was not even during double drops. I was doing it. You know? There's something to be said... There's something to be said for rotating the relevancy. If you remember Age of Triumph, I think one of the reasons Age of Triumph was so celebrated is the armor was dope and you only you only spent a week in Crota. So if you got sick of Crota by the end of the week or if it really wasn't your jam, no worries. Next week's Vog, next week's Kingsfall, next week's whatever. You know, next week's Wrath. Sorry, no disrespect to Wrath. My favorite. Um, so if the double exotic drop rate was landing in different places at different times, I, I, again, I think that keeps things fresh as opposed to it becoming something you be get, you, you get accustomed to, and then it doesn't feel as, it doesn't feel as meaningful. You, you get inoculated to it. You get, you become numb to it. Gilly in the mist. How can they bring back strike-specific weapons to the strike playlist without it becoming a Mago Loop Mindbender's Grind? These are good examples. Uh, it's available in all strikes or not just Nightfall's ideas. Phew. Uh, I forget what idea we came up with. Oh, I got it. I think there should be a hard mode or a heroic mode of a strike that can be selected from the director that maybe 
takes on a portion of the modifiers that week or something and that's where you can you can grind that for the, the strike specific drop uh I, there's just something about choosing a non-modified 750 strike from the director and being like yeah go farm that for a strike specific drop i'm like that just doesn't seem right that doesn't seem like an appropriate way to treat strike specific loot um now another thing i thought they could do is have a heroic strike playlist that's a smaller number of strikes and for that season there are strike specific drops that will only drop when you're in that playlist so it's not specific to a boss or a strike but here's the heroic strike playlist there's five strikes that just rotate regularly when you go in there it's still a playlist and you just keep going it's a little bit harder maybe more modifiers this is like you're in between strike playlist and ordeal and those five strikes there's a there's a pool of things that can drop in there. A couple, you know, one or two guns and maybe a unique armor piece. And you know, after a year, every they updated every season. After a year, maybe there's like a full set of armor ornaments you get if you've been dutiful and you've been running it. Um, I don't know. That's just off the top of my head. All I know is I am not against them just saying, yeah, you can just pick the strike from the director to go and get the duty bound or the DFA because they're static role and nobody really cares about them anymore but if you want to do good awesome meaningful strike specific loot I think there are other ways to do it that doesn't seem like the best way my motivation has always been let's find a way to keep people in the playlist All that, that same with crucible that's why weapon boons are I think just a freaking home run you go there are strike specific guns and pieces of armor and you go to Zavala and you buy a boon for whatever thing you're interested that day I really want to get this pulse rifle you buy the boon you pop it and for the next four hours it has a chance to drop in the strike playlist it doesn't matter what strike you get and the 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 drop rate chance goes up the longer you're in the playlist it would obviously have a cap it goes up the longer you're in the playlist and as you level Zavala up for that season, your boons become more effective. Maybe they become cheaper. Maybe you unlock a perk on Zavala that there's a chance for double drops while you're in the strike. You know, boom, two engrams pop out of the boss. Same thing with Crucible. All, all I'm trying to do with that idea is keep you in the playlist and give you rewards and dope stuff while you're in there. Instead of turning everything into like a buffet where it's like, well, I want this gun and you click on this strike and you go run it and run it and run it and run it. I think you want to funnel players into playlists. You want people staying in the crucible. You want people staying in the strike playlist. You don't want the player base to be fragmented to being like, well, I want this gun. Boom. I'm going to grab this strike and I'm going to run it over and over and over and over and over again. That's the lost sector effect. You're, you're splitting people up. You're busting up. You're busting people up. I would sit in a strike playlist all day if there was something like that going on. Why? Because every time something drops from boss, I'd be excited to go check it. Instead, now I, I ch- 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 get my three and I'm out. It, it, it's not. There's no exchange of loot. There's no loot pursuit. Crucible, same thing. Bring those after you know after uh, after action screens where people can see what people are getting. 
Oh, I'm trying to get this rocket launcher, dude. If they make rocket launchers better. Trying to get this rocket launcher. And, oh, two or three people just got him. I can see it on the scoreboard. Oh. You know, and you got your boon active. And you're like, I'll get one soon. You know, I'll get, I'll get one next game. Or something like that. And as you level up shacks, the boon becomes more effective. You chance for double drops. You know, chance for drops that have extra perks. These are these are all things that were in the game. That the extra perks from Sundial was on the season pass. The the better drops, the more drops. Again, that was from the obelisk. Unlocking multiple connections, so you had more options for drops at the end of Sundial was from the obelisk. Take that system and put it in an NPC, like. <laughs> and then. I, you just created a loot incentive for strikes and it's interwoven with a seasonal objective on the NPC boom ship it yeah. that's, that's always been my goal with strikes and crucible is just to keep people in there Raven, maybe too subjective of a question, but how would you like to see strikes change for the better? A specific loot item per strike? Oh, you just told me to skip this question. Yeah, great question, but basically, we I just answered it. Uh, Ashen, should the doubled nightfall strike be the standard? We already answered this. Really, the low tiers mainly give out cores and prisms rarely. Uh, and man, even my burnout uh, posterior is enjoying uh, itself. I'm telling you, the potency of what you're describing here is because it's not standard. If it was standard, you wouldn't be saying this. You'd be burned out right now. You would. Because you would have been doing this all season. <laughs> you, do you see that like you just you're kind of you're kind of proving my point a little bit, a little bit. You're kind of proving my point. You would be burned out right now and not really interested. Why? Well, because you had double drops all season. You're done, man. You're done. The, the, it has no potency. It has no power if it's around all the time. Next uh, question from Ashen. Any harm you feel in making Nightfall Ordeal have multiple strikes in it, at least for match-made level, could keep the singular Ordeal strike for the non-match-made levels? Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't dislike this idea. I think it's just clean right now. It's super, super clean to say match-made playlist where it's just constant strikes and then nightfalls, it's a nightfall it's this is the nightfall um I'd rather be burned out and rich than burned out and poor I mean, no offense but if you're burned out and poor then you just didn't play it is not hard to grind the the one level there's that one level of the nightfalls that I was grinding and people are like, no, go up to the next difficulty, Lono, go up to the next difficulty. I'm like, no, no thanks. And I'm, I'm, I have, I have the, the prisms and the shards coming out of my ears after that, after that season. You can't tell me you're burned out and poor. No, you burned out too early then. You didn't grind the nightfalls. I only did that for like two weeks and I was just, I was drenched. I had so many prisms I had to spend them to get them out of the postmaster and I was not running the upper one I was running like the mid lane one I I think I think you're overstating the stinginess of nightfalls if you're running the the match made ones I mean sure but the middle one is just not at all it's 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 plenty rewarding I only did it and you guys know me I play for an hour and a half and then I stop playing and sit in orbit. Like, probably level above match made. 
Yeah. If you're burned out and you've been playing at a hardcore interval, but you're poor with respect to prisms and and, and golf balls, I don't know, man. <sighs> ten shards in inventory, ten shards on each postmaster, and now who knows how many prisms? I can't spend them fast enough. I always wonder why you did that because the shard drop rate was so low. Then I realized you could just buy them because you had so many prisms. Exactly. Exactly. I had so many. I was having to buy prisms to make room for the shards. Uh, Agreed. I just don't want to use LFG. Okay. Well, see, now we're having a different discussion. Now we're having a different discussion because... You know I love you, but if you're not willing to go up into... If you're not willing to go up into this... You know... (laughs) Bradley, that's gotta be Photoshop. Um, If you're not willing to go up into 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 the areas where the currency is, then you can't really complain about being poor. Do you know? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, the double drop rate's great right now, because you want to go into the matchmate environment. You don't want to go make a team. I, I don't know. That's kind of like saying, man, I'd love some adept weapons, but I just don't want to make a team and go flawless and trials. Man, I would love some high stat armor, but I just don't want to make a team and go grind the dungeon. It's why I was afraid to type that. Yeah, you knew what I was going to say. Like, that's what a logical hierarchy of the game is going to do. Higher stat armor endgame currency masterworking you know, adept weaponry Puh. hair in my mouth standout weapons you gotta climb the ladder to get to the goods man you got to you're, you're, you're going to have a an absence of endgame currency and endgame loot if you're kind of avoiding the endgame man I love raid gear but I just I, I don't want to deal with LFG sorry you know I should not have to leave the game to play the game you don't have to leave the game to play the game you don't you could probably spend a day matchmaking in nightfalls pay attention to people's power level and if you have a couple good runs you could send some messages and be like hey you want to run you want to run some you want to go up in difficulty we had some good runs you're strong enough to do it I'm strong enough to do it right Let's give it a whirl. Now, you can't do that with raids. That's fair. And you can't necessarily do that with trials. That's fair. What are we going to do? Are we really going to complain about having to use LFG this many years into Destiny? It's just just there. It's the standard. It's not in the game. They're not going to do match-made raids and match-made trials. You got to go out and find folks to play with. Sorry. There's no point in going round and round on that. They're they're not going to suddenly change that reality. And I've said this before. It's too late. It's too late. That train has left the station. If they put in-game LFG or in-game solutions, so many people that you would want to use the in-game solution aren't going to. They have a clan, a friends list, or they're comfortable using off-site LFG or the Bungie app, and they're like, I'm not going to mess with this new solution. I got this thing over here, and it works great for me. You know this is true. Once you have a solution for a problem, you tend to not care about other solutions to that problem. You're like, I don't want to use these other features. I don't really care. I use this thing over here. 
It's kind of like when you go to a website and they're like, hey, do you want to see all our new features? No, I don't. Just let me see my freaking balance. Get out of my face with all your dumb new features. Like, you're just, you're going in and using the same thing every time. I, it would be really, really hard to turn that rudder to get people to suddenly start using some sort of in-game solution that they'd, they'd have to spend time building and tweaking. Like, look at what happened to Guided Games as a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Guided Games is dead in the water. Why? Because the people that you want in there that know what they're doing and are willing to lead and are willing to take a team and teach and all that, they're not in there. Because most of the people that know what they're doing and are willing to teach, they're doing Sherpas on Reddit, they're doing Sherpa on LFG, they're fine using that. They don't care to use guided games. So, I, you know what I'm saying? It's just, unfortunately, that, that discussion is not even worth having anymore. They're not going to, I just, I don't see them doing that. Guided games was a failed experiment, and most of the community that is that wants to go into trials grandmaster or a raid or a dungeon they have solutions to find a team that they're happy to use and if you're not willing to use those tools then i guess you can just wallow in 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 it and be like i'll never be able to do that stuff or you could always use the solutions that are there you know i'm not gonna beat bungie up about the lack of in-game lfg because it's just it's 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 been too long to keep having that discussion it's like when people get angry about reused assets or reskinned gun models. Okay, they've been doing it for six, seven years. Either get used to it or get over it. <laughs> One of the two, you know? So, um, that's plenty of questions. That's an hour long session. Thanks, everybody. If you guys are looking for the VIP call in session, there'll be timestamps below on this past broadcast, uh, as well as on the original 10 minute video. So, as always, if you enjoy this content, uh, you can always join as a paying member with perks and benefits in the Discord, like VIP call ins and, and question submissions and early access. Or the easiest thing to do is hit subscribe and the bell button. So, as always, if you're hearing this in all the other locations and places where this content lands, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the VIP call-in session that happened after my talk and Q&A about the Beyond Light Strikes update. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play, you can always catch me live on YouTube at SayNoToRage.com. It'll bring you right to the channel. You can hit subscribe and the bell button or click join. If you want to join me on these call-ins, you got to pick VIP. You can also do that on the Patreon at SNTRPresents.com. Uh, and we are putting these VIP call-in sessions in the Q&A sessions just sort of in the past broadcast as a timestamp. It's been received mostly well. I know it's a little bit different for some of you, but it is better for the channel as well as the people that are subscribed to not get too many videos in a given day. We have a smaller call-in session today. Uh, this is not a super you know, controversial or conversational driving topic. It was very basic information about strikes, but I got Gilly and Wolverine calling in. So I'm going to start with Gilly. Go ahead, sir. What would you like to talk about today? Uh, I just want to talk about like the changes so far. I hope, I hope they're the start of a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, if this, if, if the goal from Luke is to reinvigorate core content, I think what they've done with Gambit's pretty okay so far. I've seen you know what they're doing with crucible seems like it's it's going in the right direction and then we just you know have stuffed in between a couple bullet points on strikes like i hope this means that like hey they're saving a lot of good information for another 12 like hey next week two weeks from now it's like hey we're going to talk about strikes and all this because if this is all we have i don't see any more reason to run them 
Um, yeah. Because uh, there's just there's no if there's not gonna be any more loot, we're losing all the strikes that have um, you know nightfall specific loot. So there's not even a reason to run those, even though that's not much anyways. I just like we have like you know I feel like with only one new strike coming and uh, when are we getting the saber strike? Are we getting that in season thirteen? This fog or is that coming? I don't think that's coming with Beyond Light. So we'll have one new strike to look forward to. Um, and I see, I could easily see strikes falling off of that base foundation of stuff to always do. Need to do strike, need to do some bounties, need to do this for a catalyst, uh, especially since the goal seems to be to push people out of lost sectors. If our goal is to get less people out of lost sectors and more in the playlist, this ain't gonna cut it because people are gonna be like, I have to fight people over bounties. They're a little bit difficult. I have to run with other people. And I've done all this stuff a million times. So, I, I mean, I know this isn't super substantive, um, but I hope this is like the few, like start of good changes coming. I think it is, but I don't know. Um, well, truth be told I wouldn't even classify this as a quality of life update this is just an update like a quality of life update would be here's how we're going to make this in the, these environments or these playlists better or more enjoyable this is literally we're removing stuff like there's nothing here other than we're looking at adding adept weapons to strikes in a future season we'll have more updates closer to season 13 I mean that, that's not even promising that they're going to do adept weapons in season 13 just that they're going to tell us more the closer we get to season 13 which I think stands to reason they're hinting at that but this is not even a quality of life update these are literally just this is what we're doing we're taking stuff out and I think you're right it's like okay now that you've got that out of the way what are you doing to make it better again you bring up a good point we don't even know what they're doing to bounties am I still going to be as you said fighting people for bounty completion in uh, in strikes it happened to me uh, it happened to me today and yesterday multiple times I'm trying to get kills with a certain thing and the guy behind me keeps throwing grenades or keeps blowing you know blowing the enemy away and I'm not able you know to get my bounties completed I mean so that the bounty aspects one feel but as you just said it could fall down to being like a well there's no real point in doing this anymore it already kind of feels that way it's mainly only to get power and that becomes less and less valuable especially because it's once you're only needing the plus ones so i have a lingering hope that they're going to do something once you hit max level since they said you know they're going to be updating the challenges in the strikes to offer pursuit uh well they didn't even say strikes actually under the vendor armor they it was it was even more generic than that they said weekly challenges are also being updated to offer avenues for playing higher stat uh for earning higher stat packages sorry now, um, I did see some good things um, with the new Exodus quest. I know you didn't have the greatest time with that, but when I was doing it, I noticed that I don't even think I had to get a shot on some of the majors to get um, completion for those, you know, whatever item you needed from the Minotaurs or the Hydras. Like, just in proximity doing the strike, because I ran the strike once for the completion, and doing it that one time got me all the kills I needed. And I know there were some enemies I didn't get a shot on, and I got mm-hmm. them done from proximity. And I think hopefully that's a sign that bounties next season will be you're just in the same. As long as you're in the same 
you know, little region or like however they, they do it. I don't think they do a cell structure like you know, other open end, like open world games. Um, if you're just in that area, you're going to get completion too. Because if that, if that works, I mean, that would make strikes much more viable to do than going into Lost Sector for Mounties. Didn't they do that with Guardian Games too? Weren't a lot of the things you had to do, you'd get credit if you were just nearby. I think there were some, not all, there were some of the the Guardian Games ones. No, they actually said, you are your fire team. I remember that. There were some that said that. Um, I'm with you. I hope that's the beginning of a change because that is just, it's as you said, it just drives people to Lost Sectors and if they're trying to get people out of the Lost Sectors, there's got to be a reason to be in the strike playlist and that's why in my Q&A I went even further than that update Zavala give him a seasonal rank do weapon boons do weapon boons that get better the longer that I'm in there like give me a reason to stay in crucible playlist or strike playlist with some type of a loot pursuit because if you don't if if Bungie's goal is not to get people to stay in the playlist but to visit visit it weekly for a power bump I don't know I I, I get it and I've even said they're really deprioritizing strikes but I don't think you want to deprioritize them to the point that it's another piece of the game that serves zero purpose. Like in six months, if they are essentially daily story missions, then we've then we've I think that's a mistake because that's essentially what happened to daily story missions. Daily story missions eventually became literally something that you just flat out ignored. There was there's no reason to run it. There's no reason to mess with, mess with it. And I think if I think if that becomes a, a more common thing with more pieces of the game like strikes and stuff, then we're in that question again of lots to do and no reason to do any of it. And they need, I think, to continue to answer those questions as to why am I running this content? What's the point? And I don't think power gains are a good enough reason uh, to, to run content. I think that's just part and parcel to playing. If I'm going to go into a playlist, Gambit, Crucible, or Strikes... There needs to be a loot incentive. There needs to be an actual tangible reason. I don't think power games are I don't think power games are a strong enough reason anymore. I think it's a weak that just feels like such a weak reason to run content because I in 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 most RPGs, I've never said, "Oh, why am I running this content? Oh, to level up." No, because I just level. I level by playing. And in this game, I I just want to continue to have them move away from the They've got to move away from RNG leveling and gear-based leveling is okay, but it's just like, if that's literally the only thing keeping people in strikes, that feels super, super weak. I find it interesting because the gunplay in Destiny is so good, but Destiny has never captured the concept of just playing. Like Call of Duty, like you go and play Call of Duty and all you do in Call of Duty is you just go and play multiplayer. And like, that's all you do. Like you're not hunting weapons. I mean, yeah, you're leveling, but you just go and play Call of Duty and the gameplay, like it's inherent gameplay loop is just fun to play. And I don't like, I don't understand how Destiny doesn't capture that. Like the gunplay is good. Shooting is good. Enemies are good, but there's just no reason to just go and play. Like, I, I don't know if it's just the looter shooter structure it's like, if you're not getting a reward, it's not fun to play. It's not worth my time. I don't know if that's also just an, an XP thing. Am I just not getting XP? Am I not progressing? Or, you know, progressing. It just doesn't seem to capture that. Well, there's a couple of things that, that I would say in response to what you just said. Number one, 
Call of Duty, you know, you're going to have different experiences based on player versus player environments not being predictable and the same. And the content loop in Destiny, you know when the enemies are going to come out, you know what, you know when the boss is going to come out, you know where everything is. You're repeating an identical experience that you've had before. Obviously, you can have that experience change according to modifiers in your loadout, but by and large, you know what's coming out and when and where. And the other thing, too, I would say about even games like Call of Duty or Fortnite or any of the others where you're literally just booting up and playing, they have also created a sense of progression, unlocks, titles, rewards, cosmetics, you know, working on challenges to get your gun a certain diamond skin and stuff like that. I mean, they have that in there as well because they, I think they learned, Modern Warfare 2 was one of the first times I think they really, really saw this because there was this drive to get emblems and drive to prestige and drive to keep working on whatever it is you were doing so that it wasn't so monotonous there was purpose behind the monotony and I think that's in a game like Destiny if there is no intrinsic purpose behind the monotony then I'm gonna really really my brain's gonna disengage why do I give a rip about the strike playlist why do i give a rip about daily story missions if there's no purpose behind the monotony the 100th time i run that strike is going to feel i think way more monotonous and repetitious because there's nothing coming from it but when i play my 100th call of duty game i know a couple more kills a couple more wins and i'm going to get that next thing i'm going to unlock that next item and in destiny I don't think power does that enough. It doesn't translate that 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 value to the player that yep, this was worth your time. It's really good it's it was really worth your afternoon or your weekend or whatever that you worked on this. Um you got you did your strike milestone, crucible and gambit milestones and you, you got drops that did or didn't help you level. Like that doesn't I just don't think that in that creates that sense of achievement or progress especially because it's rng based but also because in a loot based game i mean really think about that in a loot based game how much of the weekly ritual is you focus on on something that isn't loot it, you're focusing on your level going up or or your season pass i guess but like it's a loot-based game where most of the weekly and daily ritual has nothing to do with loot or loot pursuit. What's the loot pursuit this season? Contact, public event, and umbrals. Well, those are dropping everywhere. So there's no direct loot tie to any of the weekly and daily rituals, whether it's the milestones themselves or the bounties. We don't even get loot from bounties. That was a point somebody brought up a while ago. So all of my my ritualistic engagement, both day-to-day and week-to-week, is 80% of the time tied to my my power level, I guess, instead of having either daily items that can be pursued in different areas or specific drops that are coming from the daily and the weekly ritualistic activities. Your weekly milestone in, in strikes and, and, in, and in the Crucible could be leading to specific drops from that playlist. And now there's a, there's a clear direct connection between loot I'm getting and, and loot that I'm using and the, and the activities that I'm playing in. And right now that just feels very disconnected. Yeah. I mean, if you, I, now that I think about it, like if you go to the Umbral Recaster on the very bottom, it's got, it's got like up, like uh, how many upgrades you buy, you unlock rewards and like you can unlock a ship. And I mean, the ship is just a basic reskin of, of one of holiday's ships. So it's not worth much. And then you can unlock some mods, some, um, I think they're, I think they're um, orbs of light mod, 
or yeah, the, the like one of the light mods. I don't, I, I don't think you should put those there. I mean, if we're going off, you know, what you talked about, Call of Duty, where the goal is, yeah, you're playing, but you have these background goals of I want to unlock this skin, or uh, even in, in Modern Warfare, like the like the big goal is I'm going for Damascus, which is like all the weapon achievements. Like, you know, if we had some of that stuff in Destiny, ships to pursue. Like if Zavala had a, you know, a somewhat nice Vanguard ship and a Vanguard Sparrow and some shaders and some ghost shells, like. We have a lot of, we, we don't have the reason to do these things. It's not that these things are bad or they're not fun or not good content loops. It's like, we just need something. Because in a looter shooter, you expect to see something drop. Like, XP is great. Bright dust is great. A currency is great. Tokens are great. But I don't see that. That's not useful. That's just another number behind a stat sheet somewhere you know, two aisles over on my director. You know, like, I don't care about that. I want something I can equip. I want something I can see. I want something I can brag with. And we've been missing a lot of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, somebody in chat's bringing up a donut saying, a dimension of this conversation is that we've been playing for several years in succession. So there's literally only so many ways to get the same thing and still find it interesting. See, but that's where I don't think you're really quite grappling with what I'm saying is that I will repeat a content loop over and over again if there's a reward, if there is loot attached to it. I ran over 400 strikes, 53 skeleton keys to get an Imago loop. Homie, I I had run those strikes so, so many times. I kept running Wrath to get the Nano Phoenix ship. How many times had I run Kingsfall on the other raids? And when Age of Triumph came out, I was willing to do it again. Why? Because there was a reward. There was dope loot. There were armor glows. There were, you know, revisited exotic Fatebringer and and Vision of Confluence. And uh, there was loot. That's what I'm saying right now is 90% of the activities in this game offer no loot they offer some form of power and it doesn't it's like that doesn't translate i there's no there's so much power to be earned you can only hit 1060 that's great after you hit 1060 those milestones mean nothing and that's even if you want to hit 1060 you can be like i'm fine sitting at 1040 i'm fine sitting at 1050 i get 20 plus for just doing bounties you know i mean we had this problem in king's fall the april update hit they created one-to-one infusion and they allowed people to hit max level by running challenge of elders and people got really really angry why because literally the only trophy from king's fall was max light the 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 loot in there was not good so people latched onto a different form of achievement in king's fall what did i always say when stuff would drop what's the level what's the level that was like a common theme in the king's fall raid and right now there's no specific loot attached to the vanguard playlist there's no specific loot attached to any of it like i'm running the interference mission and i go get the umbral i go run contact and get the darkness and then i go do umbrals and then i go run interference and what do i get i i I think that's a decent flow of content i get some lore but i don't get loot i get a powerful drop right i get a powerful drop where that is essentially the only real reason I'm doing it. There's not some unique drop or some unique item I can get from running through that ritualistically every week. So, I I don't know. 
Do you think the emphasis on grinding everything once a week for power will diminish a bit in, in Beyond Light? I feel we may see significant changes. I am absolutely hoping for that, bro. I really am. I think this is one of the reasons people just keep shrugging at the game. They're like, I... There's no, there's nothing. That's why when they said that they're they were gonna take the umbrals and make them drop everywhere, and I was like, okay, but are you gonna put anything specific in the strike playlist? Are you gonna put anything specific in contact public event or specific in crucible? Right? There's nothing there now. Yeah, you get a pretty good drop rate of umbrals in the contact public event when you fully upgrade the recast, so you can get some automatic focused ones and stuff like that. But by and large, I run contact twice a week on each character six times, and I never walk away from that event feeling like, well, that was well worth my time. I'm glad I did that. I'm literally doing it for the power. I don't notice some in. I don't notice an increase or of injection of umbrals from there. I get enough umbrals just in the general game. Strikes and everywhere else. They're always dropping. So it it made it less distinct of like, why would I run contact? I run it for the power and that's basically it. So it... There... The, what Gilly is hitting at and what I hit at today was if all I'm going to do again in... In, I think my battery in my 502 died. If all I'm doing in year four in the strike playlist is literally running a ritual power gain, that's just not enough. We, we Any, said... Anywhere we, in Beyond Light. Sure, if, yeah. If, Crucible and Gambit as well. Even if we get... I mean, supposedly we're getting two, you know, like, I don't know, like pseudo-public events. Like, hopefully it's a little bit better than buying well in an Escalation Protocol, but they need to work on loot that is not weapons because i feel like we've seen a lot of that we keep getting new weapons they can't keep giving us more like more weapons in the sense of like here's another 150 hand cannon it's got great perks but you've seen that perk pool before like you can only go so far with with weapons of the same archetype because we all have them and and yes sunsetting will reduce some of that that burden of like I already have this archetype and that and I already got a go on this but it's like there's so much more you can reward us with that isn't just a weapon and some perks or high stat wall armor like give us clothes right. give us shaders give us cosmetics give us anything there's so many things they could create you could put even something as simple as a transmat effect I would work for things I can earn I yeah, I think that stuff's good window dressing, but I'm not grinding strikes for a transmat effect. Like I think guns have to be a center stage loot motivator because it's a shooter. And what Donut is saying, like the Imago loop, sure you'll do things for incentive, but after how many similar incentives will you f- need a greater incentive? Do you know what I mean? No, 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 no. That's the that is the basis of these games. It's the basis of Diablo. It's the basis of the updated Minecraft dungeons. The idea that I continue to run the content loop, and I get a sense of new things, new power, new abilities. So what he just said about guns, I actually don't agree with. I think there's plenty of room in guns to iterate on the perk pool. If they move away from damage and reload perks and move toward perks that do something, utility, elemental effects, things that th- th- there's limitless things you can do to make those guns do different things. And I don't think you... Th- you're always going to have this issue with a game like Destiny. New season, new DLC, and I'm just I'm I'm going through a content loop that drops new items for me to use. That's just that's the basic that's the basis of the game, okay? Right now, they're not even doing that. 
That's the issue. The, you can't have a game like this that has all this content and all these content loops with zero loot incentive attached to them. Yes, of course, eventually loot has diminishing returns because I already have everything that I want or I don't really feel like running it anymore because the reward maybe isn't good enough for me and then they got to do something again next season to kind of get me to come back in. That's definitely true. But that doesn't suddenly justify having an entire playlist with zero loot incentive attached to it. If you don't have a loot incentive and specific loot drops for the Crucible, Strike, and Gambit playlists, those playlists are merely a checkbox for power, and too much of the game has become that. The game is not, that is all the game is, is a check, so much of it is a checkbox for power. And if you want the new stuff, I mean, at least in Season of Dawn, if you wanted new stuff, you had to go upgrade the obelisks and you had to go run Sundial. Now, I, you just freaking run nothing and you get umbrals. It's like, and obviously you got to do the bounties if you want the currency for focusing. And I haven't really been doing that. But again, that's just bounties that can be done in the Lost Sector. I, I don't know. Too much of the game right now has zero. If you ask the question of the content, or the activity. If the question is, what do I get from this? So many of the activities in this game, they answer back power. They don't answer back loot. They don't say, oh, I have this cool gun or item or thing. None, none of the act, almost none of the activities in the game answer back with a definitive answer. It's just, it's all power. And it, and again. If they're not going to update Gambit Crucible and, and the Strikes with their own weapons, and they're all just generic world loot pools, you've just homogenized their loot, which means now they're all equal, so I'm going to have the nightmare, the nightmare Hunt effect. Well, what can I run the fastest? There's a couple cool new things in the world loot pool that I want to try to get. If all things are created equal, a Gambit match, a Crucible match, and a Strike, where do you think I'm going to go? I'm going to go Path of Least Resistance. There's nothing unique. There's nothing new in Gambit's pool. There's nothing new in Crucible's pool or Vanguard. It's all the same pool. It's been updated. That's why everybody ran Nightmare Hunts, because everything could get Umbrals, and that was the fastest way to get them. So, again... Even in that scenario, the answer was loot, but it was a generic form of answer, right? It's, well, it's an umbral engram. It's not, oh, the Imago loop drops here. The Grass of Malak drops here. The Hood of Malak drops here. Those are the answers we need to hear. There, there needs to be a clear answer of, I need, I need loot. I need a piece of loot, a, a particular item or loot pool to be attached to this activity. I think, I mean, yeah, we, we should ask Bungie for more than, like, I think I was a little forward with my statement of, like, weapons just aren't enough. Uh, I do think weapons are a good base stone, but, I mean, look at this season. We got new weapons, but there's nothing particularly special about them. They can't make them best in class because that's just power creeping season to season. They didn't like the new perks they made aren't that interesting. They're not gonna. They can't compete against damage and reload. They're not even that great of archetypes, so most people aren't going to keep them. You have the cosmetics you can earn from the recaster, a reskinned ship, not even a sparrow, nothing with a ghost, nothing with a shader. Now we did get some new shaders from from Crucible, and I think that's good. But like, I don't want to. I don't think it's Eververse hitting in because I don't I don't want to go down that path of discussion. But like, w- we should get more than just some guns. Like, guns are yeah. great, but you can only build so many guns before it's like we need new perks or we need new archetypes. And it's like, 
now we're starting to make new perks, but you're not really making new interesting perks. You're just making better stat perks, like Iron Grip. That's not an interesting perk. That's just better handling. Right. Um, so I think we should expect more from Bungie. Be like, hey, if we're going to have this, I mean, give us, you know, if, if there's a new public event on Europa, let us earn, you know, a, a themed ghost. Let us earn, you know, a, a themed shell, or not a shell, but like a themed sparrow. Um, give us more cosmetic loot, because that's what a lot of other games do. Is is like, yeah, you may not be exchanging for power, but you're getting, you know, some unique companion or a unique skin for your sword or uh, a unique ship if that game has that kind of thing. And it's like, some people will like that and they will go and run that. And then you have people in that playlist. Well, and, and this is one of the reasons why I've always said. Look at the NPC, treat them like an obelisk. They have some guns and, and armor to grind for. The higher up you go, there's maybe there's ornaments for the guns that can be unlocked, and you know a, a ship, a sparrow, or something like that. So then again, it's not just ghosts, like you're saying. There's there's more layers to it. And and Donut saying, I'm not saying that they're doing a good job, but I'm just saying there's no easy design design solution for forever. No, 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 no. There is an easy design solution that can go on for forever, and we have it in Seasons in Diablo, and Be- and Destiny is so close to getting it right. Once a year, big update. Every three months, little updates. Little circles to run through with cool stuff, with new-looking stuff, cool, you know, cool-looking armor, some cool guns, some new perks. Like, there is a system that works, especially when you combine it with sunsetting, so... Every so often, you do need to chase something new, or the new perks and the new guns and the, and the new things are more interesting because the old stuff's falling off. I, I do think there is an actual easy... Des- I, I, maybe easy is the wrong word. There's an efficient design choice they can make. I just wonder if they don't... If, they're, if their plan is to do it, because if not, if they're going to shift everything away from the core playlists, then my question is, okay, Luke, you said, Luke Smith said, we're going to reinvigorate core activities. Then I want to know what, the, what how they're doing that. Because, to be fair, I could see them saying in Beyond Light, they know and they kind of want, they know people are going to do this anyway. They're going to primarily focus on Europa and all the new stuff as well as the Cosmodrome. So maybe they thought, yeah, that's not the best time to do a bunch of things with Strikes, Crucible, and Gambit. We'll make structural changes, and then in the following seasons, we'll add some life to them. So they could add Adept Weapons and do something with Strikes so Vanguard gets a little gets a little kick in Season 13, and then Trials is getting new guns and new armor in Season 13. I, I'm fairly certain that's how it's going to work. So in Season 13, that could be kind of like, the, yeah, we're going to give Crucible and the Vanguard some stuff. And then in Season 14, they could do something with Gambit. Maybe they're going to trickle it out because they know, you know, in the months that follow Beyond Light, most people aren't going to be focused on this stuff. They're going to be primarily focusing on the new content and the new loot. And if that's the case, I'll be happy with that. But whenever I, I know I, you guys probably think I mentioned Minecraft Dungeons too much but like the more people start to mimic that that idea of replaying content and there being a loot incentive that's always attached always I'm never running anything in Minecraft Dungeons or even in the Rift se- seasonal content with Diablo I'm never running content and being like yep I gotta get through this just so I can level up no <laughs> I'm leveling up and that's happening, I'm getting stronger, and cool stuff is dropping. It's all happening at the same time. It's just too disjointed in Destiny. It's all separated. I spend so much of my time running content that feels like I must, or it feels like it's like 
a, again, it feels like it's a homework assignment or something. Instead of being like, no, man, I'm doing that, I'm leveling up, and I'm getting cool new things. There's cool new things in Vanguard. There's cool new things in Crucible um, that I'm getting that are that are unique to it. And I I can appreciate their idea of saying, well, seasonal content, see, you know, season, new seasonal loot. We're gonna have it dropping in more places so that you don't feel like you only have to run this teeny tiny circle. I definitely appreciate that, but I think annually the loot pools of Crucible and 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 vanguard and gambit i think they need some love on an annual basis so then obviously every season you are going to maybe drift away from seasons and uh, from from strikes and run the new stuff but then if you feel like running strikes maybe there was something you didn't get from the vanguard and some of the new seasonal stuff's also dropping in there the game kind of feels like it's all in the same ethos and i think that would work really really well right now it's 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 almost like a takeover it's like umbrals are everywhere, but but and there's nothing distinctive dropping in Vanguard strikes, or there's nothing distinctive dropping in Crucible or or Gambit. I mean, at least in Gambit, you have the loot pool of Gambit, but still, I mean, most people have what they want, and if they don't, you know, the drop rate's terrible. So it's like how, you, you have no directional line to, to pursue any of it. Um, I think a lot of things I'm saying his idea doesn't work. When all I'm saying is that at some point you run out of ideas. I don't, but again, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think there's there's a limitless, there's almost limitless opportunities to create new guns with new with new elemental driven perks, ability driven perks, utility driven perks. I think you can do that for almost for forever, or at the very least, they can do it for the next three or four years. For Pete's sakes, like at the there end of the so many things to pull, you can yeah. pull so many things from so many different games and work them in and you're like this like this looks cool this weapon does that like i was thinking i'm like why don't exotics do more cool things like you know like some weapons from like fallout you know you have like a railgun launcher like why don't like well not a rail but like a, a railroad nail launcher why don't we have a, an exotic like that why don't we get exotics that are way out of the box crazy ideas like this thing shoots lightning down or this thing calls in a missile or or this thing throws a giant brick at someone we can have so many cool ideas. We can make cool exotics. Instead, we're making... How can we make Outlaw just a little bit better? Or how can we make Rampage work on all your weapons? Yeah. Yeah. I I think, I think that's where I would start if I were them. I would start asking the question, can we put a couple of good weapons in, in, in or pieces of loot in this activity so that the, the activity and the loot has an identity that's sort of unified... Um, and also, also they need to, uh, they need to, they need to reevaluate what perks, like what the function of a perk is and move away from damage and reload perks. So, um, Mm -hmm. did you have anything else, uh, you want to talk about? Um, I just hope that after Beyond Light comes out, because we're going to have a very short next season. As far as I can tell from now, it's going to be, we're going to have one month for season 12. And then we're going to go right back on schedule for season 13. I don't, I hope that it doesn't get where we get like a load of content with Beyond Light and a load of content with season 12. And then right after that season 13 hits and we're getting all this other new content. And then we have another Taken King Spring where it just, and there's nothing to do. I hope that Bungie can foresee that with the delay, you're squashing things and you're going to give people a false sense of of there's lots and lots of things to do and it's going to die off because you've squashed three months into one. 
and then you're going to have another month where you're getting new stuff and then there's nothing new that uh, that is a question I'm I'm wondering if they're going to address like what's timeline going to look like with beyond light into the winter season will they bump winter season at all will like, I, that that no, that is that is a, a, a thing that they're going to have to speak to what's it what's timeline going to look like because mm-hmm. it's it's squished now beyond light and its season have been significantly squished you know, subsequently cut in half um now <clears throat> to be fair we all know that the back half of seasons get really really thin so it'll probably be okay you know there's you know, the last month of a season all this year especially there's been nothing you know in the last like month so i don't think it'll be that hard for them to squish it uh so we'll see how it works mm-hmm. i don't hold up anymore i know avengers probably you know lapping out my heels getting ready to go and have some fun so i oh, know it's out. wolverine is next not avenger oh oh my bad man i'm getting old <laughs> all right i'll let wolverine go ahead all right dude thanks for calling in i appreciate it very very much I got to adjust the volume a little bit. I had to mess with the volume of OBS. He was a little bit quieter than I know Wolverine will be. All right, Wolverine, what do you got for me? Hey, tell him not to worry. We all get old sometimes, and uh, we're all <laughs> knocking on that door in some way, or, in some way or another. First, uh, hope you're having a great day. Hope all your viewers are having a great day. Um, when it comes to topics like today, I, I, as a predominantly PVP player, I will take a back seat and, and usually will be with most open ears, uh, to these types of topics, because I, I'll be honest with you when I first, you know, found your channel and, and found mm-hmm. your platform, it was during dawn. And that's when I think the PVE was probably at its most, you know, consumed portion of the game in terms of that's what most people were doing i, f- I feel yeah. like not many people were you know grinding out uh um survival as much and then obviously with uh trials knocking on the door more people were more active within the pve realm so i took your insight during that time and and all you've your uh topics you know uh, you know with with great interest because i felt it brought a new interest uh to the game for me in, in a lot of aspects so that's that's the first thing i want to start off with um secondly i i think you and pretty much all of your questions and most and pretty much all of the viewers have great insight in terms of where the game is hurting right now in in general and you've hit it and you've beaten this uh, to death in terms of loot incentivization it's it's lacking we all know it i think it's just something we got to wait on and it's you know so it's worse to sit on our hands and speculate because we have expectations and i think everyone's entitled to you know some expectations I, I feel like if you play a game for six plus years everyone's always flexing in terms of what they've been through in this game and i think it's uh worthy to to note but i feel like most people's expectations either are too high or just about right so i think uh definitely with loot incentivization it's it, all your points and everyone else's points i don't know if you have anything else you want to comment on in terms of the loot incentive uh in in general before i get on to the actual meat and potatoes of the topic i uh wanted to get into yeah i mean i think i do i do bang on this drum you know pretty hard and pretty consistently because ultimately 
that is what drives me to play. And I know maybe sometimes people might think I overstate it because there are people that are driven by triumphs. There are people that are driven by titles. And I'm like, ugh, like I groan when I think about that. Uh, there are people driven by, you know, Crucible. They want to roll their rank over. They want to get, you know, they want to work on a quest or whatever. And I'm just like, ugh, I don't want to do any of that. I want to chase loot. And so I know sometimes maybe I overstate it. Uh, I know sometimes people say, you know, you focus maybe too much on you're not saying that, but I know I've, people have said that, that I focus on it too much. So I do want to say, there it's okay to have garden variety, this is just something to do, and you get some currency, and you get some basic stuff. Like, I think that's okay. I'm, I, I'm mainly banging on this drum really hard for raids, dungeons, trials, and grandmasters, because it's so high up there the loot, I've always said carrot, the carrot should justify the journey, like if I'm going to take the time to go through all that with a team whether it's Trials, Dungeon, Raid, or Grandmaster, there needs to be a very very clear transmission to me of like, here's what you get for doing this, there's no doubt when I'm playing Minecraft Dungeons with my boy, and I up the difficulty and we're having a hard time, but we end the mission and get a bunch of dope loot, I don't have to question whether or not that was worth it and are we going to do that again um, so having said that I think I bang on the drum, not as loud, but pretty loud for playlists because playlists are a, they're just a great funnel for lots of players to jump in and feel like it's worth their time. So when I look at Strike, Gambit, Crucible, I see a massive opportunity to transmit value and and create loyalty tethers to people like, oh, I I did, I got this today. I got, yeah, I leveled up this much and they just stayed in the playlist. I think playlist funnels are a massive, massive asset and a piece of potential for Destiny that is, I think, under, unfortunately, it's being somewhat squandered. And that's why I took such an issue with the tower event. And I know contact's better, but I still don't think that's a good structure. And I know they try and funnel people together, and generally when you activate it, people show up. But sometimes it's all about perception. And I think playlists just create a great perception. I click the button, it throws me in a game with people, and we're off to the races. And if I'm getting loot and I'm leveling up, then I'm going to come back the next day and do it again. It's, it's It's a very easy to understand content loop of time in, progress out, or loot out. And so... Any, everything below that, the minute you leave strikes and you go to like public space, adventures, lost sectors, there can be other reasons to do those things. I don't necessarily think every lost sector needs a unique drop or something. Uh, that that I think can get a little absurd. But I do think playlists, if you think of it as a ladder, playlists should be the first rung on the ladder where somebody gets a taste of, if I play this game enough, I get cool stuff. Like that should be the entrance entrance point of like, t- like communicating that to the player. So then, obviously, as they go up to maybe a, a nightfall, then maybe a master, then a grandmaster, or a dungeon, or a raid, or trials. It's obvious that those rungs are doing the same thing, but the quality is just greater. The stuff is cooler, and I don't feel right now they do a good job in this game on those early rungs of experience, making it clear to the player that there's dope stuff to get in this game, because. Public Space and Strikes and Crucible and Gambit are primarily, even Flashpoint, if you think about it, they're primarily giving you power. And I just don't think that is a... That's not a clear transmission of value, especially if they're going to be newer players coming in from Game Pass. 
So agreed, agreed. I don't think it's as streamlined as you know as we'd like it to be. Uh, you know, you'd really have to speak to a veteran or a person who's played a lot within recently to know that these certain playlists can introduce you to these certain things. So I, I, uh, I agree wholeheartedly with that statement. Uh, I, uh, I, as a person myself, I fit into the phylum that I venture into the PVE realm to get max pinnacle so i can just be a bully <laughs> within right. the pvp realm and i feel like that's just you know with any pvp pve related game you know you you love uh bringing up diablo 3 and and how that game will introduce you to end game re relatively without friction and i enjoyed the greater rift and the adventure portions of it because it definitely gave you that aspect of returning to the pve element um as well but i feel and i've never i've never tried and make the comparisons of these games i just think that would just be complete folly but for just the lack of argument we're never going to exceed the loot expanse as great as a game like diablo or wow just because we're just within the confines of what the universe of destiny gives us mm -hmm. and i and i feel that's okay but like you said creating reasons to return to that loot incentivized content is is definitely lacking and uh, like i said waiting on exactly what it looks like in uh beyond light that's where i definitely feel so going going in and segueing into that and going into the, the essentially the meat and potatoes uh as a person who is invested into pvp into a game that is a hybrid as such as this i get invested into the storyline uh, if i enjoy the game and as i put in as much hours for instance in, in diablo 2 is i was a person who dueled but i always found reasons to return to pve because it was productive to magic find as a sorceress to run through uh a mephisto and doing the the durance of hate going through that that factor so there was always a reason to do something like that to help me better myself within the pvp element of the game so going back to destiny and going back to the things that i enjoy within pve and i don't feel that they were touched on more specifically within the twab but i uh i mentioned this before the last time uh, we spoke about strikes and i can't remember if it was in july or maybe early august but i referred to when we were first given the information of uh the vault and them uh putting planets putting destinations into the vault and putting strikes more specifically now with the strikes that are remaining and things that i particularly have an expectation for but i don't think this expectation is as i don't know uh, uh hard to give hard to give mm -hmm. it shouldn't be that hard to give but i'm looking at strikes on the edz uh i'm looking at the arms dealer i'm looking at nessus the inverted spire i'm looking at exodus crash and then I'm also looking at uh, Insight Terminus more specifically. I'm looking at strikes that are related to D1 Vanilla and how the narrative more specifically, because I do enjoy Destiny's narrative. I, I really do. I feel it's whenever we can relate to a story, it, I feel in me personally, it's something that helps 
create my imagination you know thinking about the story even within the pvp element uh you know this this is our solar system so it's 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 really cool to think like how i don't know i don't know if anybody thought this but yesterday or two days ago when the information came out that there's actual life like suspected life on venus who else didn't think okay let's let's pop up in that vault of glass entrance like who else didn't like have a thought in their mind that plays this game and and it was probably retweeted you know by uh destiny twitters about there being life found in vegas or on venus so uh, going back to how i interpret this as a narrative story i i i'm very uh, invested into this story and I feel their um, ability to change the story within these strikes isn't mm. that out of touch and I wonder if you have either the kind of same expectation or if you have a different expectation of what you expect to these specific strikes that are returning and staying on the destinations that are returning yeah there's two well there's two circles here right there's the returning d1 strikes are they going to update the storyline in those like why on earth are we gonna go fight sepix <laughs> what's that yeah uh and then obviously like you're saying arms dealer and some of these other where kate is talking are they also going to then go in there and add maybe more generic narrative audio files so that they update them um you know, hey, we've not been back here in a while, and the arms dealer, you know, uh, I, I don't even know how you would do that because we've already killed him. Like, that's that's the other interesting thing is a lot of the strikes, it's like if they change the storyline, well, then you'd obviously then have to somehow come up with a, a reason as to why the boss is back. Like, wh- yeah. is, it, is it a robot or something? Like, that, that was what, when they did that with Callus, I was like, oh, this is brilliant. Like, we're always coming back in here and rerunning the raid because there's always another robot Callus waiting for us. Um, so I don't know. I, I would happen to think they'd have to for the D1 strikes. There's got to be something that's that's there as to why are we going back to the Cosmodrome and why on earth am I going to be doing Devil's Lair again? Uh, and then with respect to the D2 strikes that are sticking around, it will be weird to go into Beyond Light in this new story, in this new era, where planets have literally disappeared from the director and go run a strike playlist where I'm hearing Cade 6 talk. Uh... I I don't know. They I think they said they were going to always just leave that because it's a memory or something, but that might they they always they can always change the rules. I mean, Luke Smith said that the stranger's story was finished and that wasn't true. Um I always said that wasn't true. I thought that was a lot of bluster and smoke. I was like, you're not going to just write her out. You can always bring her back. She's she's time traveling is what I think. Uh Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> you I just would, went down a really crazy rabbit hole with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think she's talking to us in the future in D1, but that's another story. Um, wow. I, if they're going to focus on story and making story good and updating everything, I honestly think what you're asking for won't happen because I think they're going to want us to focus primarily on Europa and all of that, which will likely tie into Cosmodrome and the Devil's Lair. I think that's the one that's returning. Uh, and, and, and I'm totally fine with, uh, you know, focusing on new content, and and I feel like everyone totally is. But in terms of going back to, you know, we're we're talking about loot incentivization. We're talking about you know a will and want to to click on the the 750 um, um, leveled uh, strike playlist 
that's uh, match made. And I, I other than being 1060 now, I really have no reason to do it unless I was just a, a strike person. And there's a lot of people that are out there that are like that. But when I go through a mission that is such as uh, the Insight Terminus and we're fighting Cargan for the millionth time, who's part of the Red War, it's, I don't know, I feel disconnected. I feel extremely disconnected from the story. And, you know, I, I don't, I don't mean to go back to this, you know, this crazy thing that would happen last week, but with, you know, Astacross's release of information about them telling him or relaying information about taking out certain destinations and putting that back in, I, I, my expectation is with that new information and, you know, connecting the two, I hope that this time frame they took those locations of Nessus and the EDZ and and reworked them to to the new uh, UI of what what is the, what was it what is it going to look like down there in terms of what we go on. Obviously, the destination will look the same, but will Failsafe or Devrim have new voice lines or different voice lines where they have the same voice lines would be doing the same exact things. I, I will be kind of disappointed. I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I know it's not the focus, but these are destinations that they're keeping. Are they keeping just because, um, you know, the, it's, it's valuable content. I, I, I don't know. I, I want to know that they're keeping them because they are reworking them to the new narrative. Like we'll have to, like even if it's just one new strike on Nessus, and we're doing something to go to Nessus for the new story, I, I'll be content with that. Or you know, going to do something different within the EDZ, whether it's in relation to the Cosmodrome or whether it's in relation to the new storyline that we're we're going down there. I, I I don't I don't think having a an expectation of something different within the destinations they've inherently wanted to keep is setting the bar really high i i i know it, it could be different but I, I feel with the ability that they have to take out destinations put them in they've had ample amount of time to just change a few narrative things and and, and even if it's going through the exact same strike the exact same minutiae the exact same framework of it but you got to change the voice lines you know we can't keep listening to cade we can't keep fighting a guy who's part of the red war i just feel those things disconnect the audience narratively mm -hmm. and yeah i the well, wheezy's adding some some context here with well, some information that might i don't know about this he says and i know he's right they explain that strikes are moments in time basically unless they update them like the sepic strike in d1 that had shiro vo shiro's for uh, shiro four's voice in it i i i think they say that, but it's like somebody dying in a comic book. It's like, yeah, sure, they can always come back. So yeah, they've said that, but they can always do that. They can always go in and say, well, in Beyond Light, we're going to go through and add dialogue from the stranger. She's going to explain why you're going back to the Cosmodrome. She might explain why we're rerunning uh, the arms dealer or something. Or it's also very likely they'll just say nothing. To me, it'll seem really, really odd and super disconnected for us to go back into the Cosmodrome and then 
everything is the same the dialogue would be the same i guess like what like why are we doing this it'll be so weird unless the cosmodrome and any returning strike is treated as some sort of memory playlist or something where we're going back and reliving or revisiting memories maybe we're maybe we we are going to time travel i don't know if they don't do that it'll make no sense why am i fighting yeah. You know, if we end up going back into the dreadnought, which is likely, and we're fighting like a la cool. Would love. Would love. Right. But what's the point of that? Why am I fighting sure. a la cool again? Why am I fighting no, no, the Shield 100%. Brothers? It'll be odd. It won't make any sense. No, it, it's it's disconnecting. It's disconnecting. Like, I I, I understand uh, where Wheezy comes off. I just read what he said, and it, it absolutely makes sense in terms of them just wanting to put back in content that we loved and we appreciated from D1. But I don't know. I feel with the amount of investment that they're doing with Destiny 2, they announced three expansions over a three-year cycle. I, it would feel really lazy to me if they didn't just update voice acting, voice lines, uh, narratives within strikes. It, it would just it would seem really disconnected. In, in my opinion, and I I would feel kind of let down, to be honest, if we were just, I, I mean, the D1 stuff, I think I can live with. I can go, I can live with going back to maybe, you know, that month we recycled Sepix Prime. It's the exact same beauty. It's not connected to the story and it's just what you remember. Maybe I can live with that, but I, I don't think I can live with D2 vanilla content in Beyond Light or, or, or even, um, the witch queen i i, I mean no i, I couldn't I, it would it would it would disturb me a little bit it would well wheezy's saying pretty sure they mentioned back with the returning strikes they're going to keep iconic lines like the vols to arc strike i that we've entered into a war with the cabal on mars like he's gonna I mean, say that, that it's classic <laughs> it is classic but like okay i'll give you an example if we end up doing Shield Brothers again, if the Dreadnought comes back, that's not really an if. We know the Dreadnought's coming back. That's that's all but confirmed by Bungie in previous comments that they've made. So Dreadnought comes back and we do Shield Brothers. The dialogue in Shield Brothers literally lays the groundwork for Gaul and the Red War because Cade talks about how there was a there was a signal that came from outside the solar system that instructed them to crash their ship on the Dreadnought. And we know that that ultimately came from the remaining forces of the Cabal that show up and and basically wreak havoc at the beginning of Destiny 2. It would be really odd to run Shield Brothers again and to hear all that dialogue. We're like, what is this? What? Where does this even fit in the grand story? I mean, unless they, and again, unless it's a, it's, it's a form of going back and revisiting memories, which again, I've always thought the stranger was a time traveler. And as soon as they start bringing back old stuff, she's showing up. I mean, that might be total coincidence, or maybe that's how they're deciding to execute on this, which I guess that's okay. If they don't do that, I'm really interested to see how they execute the DCV strikes even more so I don't really care about arms dealer right if those things stay the way they are fine fine whatever they're moments in time but Mm -hmm. it'll be really odd to suddenly be playing Sepix perfected or any of the strikes coming back and having identical dialogue to D1 I mean obviously it'll be a nostalgic for a little bit but then it'll also be confusing like what is this where does this even land in the story you know I didn't I didn't uh, think about that in terms of continuity on the greater scale when you relate to the shield brothers and and the beginning of uh destiny 2 i i i 
as a person who enjoys greater continuity, you know, as we get into conversations in the repeat theater about, you know, the MCU, I, I can, uh, I can agree and not have any pushback with that will make things a little awkward. Uh, definitely. Especially if, you know, I really hope you're right. I, I, I the dreadnought, when I came back at the end of, you know, uh, the the last expansion uh, where Wrath of the Machine was the raid I can't remember the name of it um, Iron Wolves or the Iron Lords I can't remember uh, I went to the Dreadline I'm like oh my god like I spent more time there than I did uh, in in the most recent expansion just because I was f- so fascinated with that with that whole area and and, and your and your thoughts on terms of it returning, I, I really, I really hope it holds uh, holds a lot of water because I, it would be great for us to return to that location and in, in the narrative of the story, and either utilize it against uh, the darkness or utilize it against the witch. And I think that would be that would be awesome. Well, it'd be a perfect opportunity for another another dark subclass, and then that dark subclass would enable us to do to repower the dreadnought and use it because we would suddenly be not just ascendant; we would be able to harness the power of the Taken King essentially. And if we take out the the, the Witch Queen, who is ultimately the Taken Queen, we take that out, but we take her out, and we can repower the dreadnought and then use the dreadnought against the pyramid ships. Like it, it would be the only strong enough weapon to wipe them out because it wiped out an entire awoken fleet um you know and people are saying it's no different than you know Cade talking in strikes now you have to understand something those strikes were introduced to tell a story so it made sense when we first played them the fact that we go back and replay them it's totally fine to have Cade continuing to talk the difference is these strikes are being brought back you see what i'm saying so to uh, anybody coming in late understands that they're going to be playing missions where oh that that's something old that's something that they did before you jump into beyond light and one of the new strikes that they're putting in the game has dialogue in it that doesn't make sense that would just be odd again unless it was couched in sort of a this is a memory we're going back in time we're time traveling or something so i'm I am more interested in the returning strikes. I'm not super interested in like, oh, they better update the dialogue for Arms Dealer. I'm just really interested in anything coming out of the DCV. Are they going to be updating the dialogue so there's a reason we're going back to the Cosmodrome and a reason we're going back into Devil's Lair? Because if not, I would be very curious as to how the game's going to start to feel super strange and not, and again, as he just used the word, the lack of continuity would just make it feel almost arcade-ish. You're just filling a game with activities at that point. It's supposed to be a single evolving world. How is it a single evolving world when stuff's coming back that is 100% disconnected from everything going on in the game? And it's it's weird that you, that you say that you wouldn't feel disconnected by the D1 vanilla if it remained the exact same that stayed because I... Like I, I don't know. I feel the Red War is probably some of the, as fun as it was in the beginning. After it died out and Curse started, I feel like that content was just extremely worn out, and it's ran its course so many times. And it's it's it's, it's bad when you call something boring that you beat a bunch because you obviously enjoyed it enough to play it. But for the lack of a better term, I'll just say it just became really worn out and boring after that point. So any remnants of it for me personally would. I feel like with just, you know, that that nasty taste in your mouth, it wouldn't just, yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't just uh, feel that right to me. I um, I don't know. It's well, we, uh, I I can't wait to see what it, what brings from the future, regardless. 
well, Weezy's saying too, you know, Vals to Arc Strike, if it came back, he's dead in his taken form in the Whisper of the Worm mission. Right. Like, again, so who would he be fighting? Also, uh, that'd be interesting if Mars came back as, you know, how the EDZ right now is going to be EDZ and Cosmodrome. It'd be really interesting if Mars came back with both D2 and D1 Mars spaces, and then they did bring back strikes like that, but it wasn't Vals to Arc, it'd be somebody else. I'm, I'm really interested to see if they do that. Like, is Venus coming back? Is, is When they finally do, if they ever do bring back Mars, would they bring it back with both D2 and D1 spaces, as well as D1 and D2 strikes? There's a potential they could do that. Um, that'd be a, that'd be a, a great DCV use, because you, you know, you'd have a planet that would be a lot bigger than it is now. And I actually always thought Mars in D1 was pretty cool, but there wasn't much to do there. But it was, exactly. I love the setting of like mm. the sand and the, the all city the buildings. Yeah, the city. By it. Yes, yeah. I loved that. It was probably my second favorite planet. I, agree. I loved, I thought Venus was the best with as far as its look and feel, especially going to the old buildings with the statues and stuff. Um, I think there's even a, there's a Venus statue in one of the buildings. Uh, and I, I, I thought Mars was like second best. I felt like, you know, the moon was cool and, you know, the, the Earth was, was fine. But like, I, I thought those two planets were the best. And I'd be interested 100%. to see if they decide to do that to bring. Because right now they're doing that, right? They're getting some, they're getting, they're getting double the capital. Not, not double the capital. I don't know how to phrase it, but they're, they're able to bring back the Cosmodrome and smack it on the, the EDZ. And they could do the same thing with the Earth, the, with Mars. They could bring back two, essentially like two transmat locations and double the size of Mars. And I feel Mars currently isn't that big where something like that wouldn't be, you know, out of sight or, you know, on you know, plausible. It's definitely within the realm of reason where it's definitely doable. I, uh, I, I, I hope they bring back, you know, some of the best things uh, that we loved from D1 and incorporated it into the current story. You know, we're going to be playing this game, you know, at least, you know, in terms of their development uh timeline for the next three years it's just you want to see you know continuity they want to be able to take things out so they can update it well i i hope it's being updated to not only for the next generation but also to stay congruent with the storyline i like i can't i can't hearken that enough i i I truly can't i feel that if this is uh, the uh, the game that i am going to invest my time in to 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 play on a pvp time frame but when i go into the pve element on you know tuesday to friday at reset i want to be able to enjoy the story i play I, i enjoy diablo 2 so much because of what the the realm gave you you know we we have heaven the idea of heaven and hell here today it's how we can relate to these stories relate to these things and relating to our own solar system i think is something really cool and it's it's something that drives me to the game i don't know if anyone else shares that sort of passion in terms of liking this game in that aspect but it's definitely what drew it to me you know we we got ships we have people that recreate to to compete within the realm of uh, monsters and then the realm of our peers, and then we're doing it within our own solar system. Like I, 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 it's it's very cool. It's very cool, and it's it's six years going, so other people still think it's cool too. I just I want it to stay, uh, like I said, congruent with the contemporary. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much all I have, though. No, I think that's good. I think that's good. I I think I would just echo. 
the single evolving world aspect needs to touch down here and it'd be weird if it doesn't so we'll have to just kind of wait and see what their plans are but uh we actually went over an hour with just two people calling in that's destiny we could talk about it for forever so uh thanks for calling in dude i appreciate it no 100 percent. thank you for the opportunity again can't wait for the next repeat theater and uh definitely the next pvp topic yeah, yeah, we we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. It's gonna be oh, the no worst. Uh, no Will Stasis. One more info to come out. Yeah, Will Stasis hurt the Crucible. We're, it's a planned talk because we do know a lot about the the, uh, the subclasses now. So that's a planned talk that Wolverine's gonna co-host with me. Well, not. And I talk, think we'll but... definitely get a uh, a sandbox twab soon. I I, I really yeah. have a feeling in my gut that within you know the next maybe two three weeks tops we will get some sort of sandbox conversation. Yeah, it's at the bottom of this TWAB. Economy Everver Sandbox and more on the horizon for stuff they're going to tell us. So sand, yeah, sand, Sandbox will be in there. Hopefully, hopefully Thanks again, later. Man. Yeah, all right. Appreciate you, dude. Thank you, everybody, uh, for listening and hanging out today. Thank you to Gilly and Wolverine for calling in. If you're like, man, that'd be cool to call in. I want to do that. You can. you got to be a VIP, so click join on the YouTube channel or go to sntrpresents.com and pick from the tiers there. you got to link up with Discord. That's what we use for these calls. So, as always, if you're listening or watching in the other locations, please like, share, and subscribe.